MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. TVN Radio presents the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Today, the Las Vegas 420 from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Sponsored by Western Auto, the only official auto parts store in the history of NASCAR. Western Auto and Western Auto's Parts America. Serious parts, serious savings. By Sears Auto Center, the name you can trust for tires, brakes, shocks and struts, alignments, and of course, die-hard batteries. By Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford lately? By Raybestos Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR. By Chevrolet Trucks, the most dependable, longest-lasting trucks on the road. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport, drink it up. By Quaker State, the motor oil that exceeds the highest standards in North America for engine protection. What's the state of your motor oil? Quaker State. By Plastico, the official spray paint of NASCAR. And by Sierra Online, the leader in entertainment software. The largest field that's ever tried to qualify for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series event was here this weekend in Las Vegas. 21 drivers had to go home. Let's take a look at the starting lineup for today's race. On the pole is Brian Refner of Wisconsin's Rapids, Wisconsin. Joe Rutman of Upland, California starts in the number two position. Jack Sprague of Spring Lake, Michigan will go third. Starting fourth is Bob Keselowski of, of Rochester, Michigan. Mike Skinner of Susanville, California will start fifth. Toby Butler of Kirkland, Washington will start sixth. Seventh position on the field belongs to Mike Bliss of Milwaukee, Oregon. Nineteenth is Butch Miller of Coopersville, Michigan. Eighth, rather, and starting ninth is Ted Musgrave of Franklin, Wisconsin. The tenth starter, Jimmy Hensley of Ridgeway, Virginia. From the eleventh starting spot, Ernie Irvin of Salinas, California. Darrell Waltrip of Franklin, Tennessee starts in the twelfth position. Thirteenth is Bill Elliott from Dawsonville, Georgia. While Scott Legacy of St. Augustine, Florida starts in the fourteenth spot. Fifteenth is Ron Barfield of Florence, South Carolina. Robbie Gordon of Orange, California goes from the sixteenth position. Seventeenth, Jeff Bodine of Chemung, New York. Ron Hornaday of Palmdale, California goes from eighteenth. Nineteenth is Doug George of Atwater, California, and Michael Dockin of Clearwater, Florida starts 20th. And the trucks are about a lap and a half away from going green, continuing with the lineup starting 21st. Jay Sauter of West Salem, Wisconsin. Rob Rizzo of North Providence, Rhode Island will start 22nd. Dave Resendez of Asanet, Massachusetts is 23rd. John Nemechek of Lakeland, Florida will start 24th. Kenny Irvin Jr. of Indianapolis, Indiana, our 25th starter. Starting 26th, Kenny Schrader of Fenton, Missouri. 27th position belongs to Michael Waltrip of Owensboro, Kentucky. Steve Park of East Northport, New York will start 28th. Mike Chase of Redding, California, 29th, and Ricky Johnson of Ensenadas, California, starts 30th. Going from the 31st position, Andy Michener of Grass Lake, uh, Michigan. A.J. Foyd of Houston, Texas, starts 32nd. Rick Corelli of Denver, Colorado, goes 33rd. Rich Bickle of Edgerton, Wisconsin, 34th. Nathan Butke of Randleman, North Carolina, starts 35th today, with Bob Brevac of Ashland, Wisconsin, 36th. 37th, Harry Gant of Taylorsville, North Carolina. T.J. Clark of Chandler, Arizona, starts 38th. Kenny Hendrick of Chino, California, goes 39th. And Lance Norick of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma goes from the 40th position. And as the field swings around, back into turn number one, getting ready to go green here very shortly. Let us take a swing around this racetrack and meet the gentleman who will be covering the action over in turns one and two and three and four. Down in turns one and two is Fred Armstrong of Portland, Oregon. We'll be covering the action over in turns one and two with Fred momentarily. Meanwhile, when they hit the back straightaway, where the draft really kicks in here at Las Vegas, covering the action there, Dan Hubbard of Altaloma, California. The back stretch at this beautiful facility is almost 1,600 feet in length. The trucks can reach speeds of 160. 70 plus, and they can keep up that head of steam into turns three and four. The drivers say they can keep up that head of steam. It's very beautiful, nice, and banked at 12 degrees. Two wide racing, you bet. 
three wide. We're going to see it here this afternoon on this pool table smooth facility. We're going to cover all the exciting action for you at turns three and four. The format of today's race, it will be a halfway break. That'll come at lap 89. At that point, the drivers can come in and change tires, make adjustments, and, of course, refuel. They'll also have two competition cautions. One will come within a window between laps 40 and 45. The other between laps 130 and 135. Those stops for minor adjustments and for fuel only. So that's the way the plan is laid out. This is a one-and-a-half-mile tri-oval. The banking in the corners, just 12 degrees, 9 degrees on the dog leg. What's at stake? The championship for Ron Hornaday, Mike Skinner, and Jack Sprague. $719,714 in posted awards. $80,000 to win the race today. Green flag is out. Here they come down to the line. Joe Rutman on the start. Jumps out by three truck links over a side-by-side battle for second. That's where Jack Sprague dives to the inside now. He'll pick off the second position. Leave the race now for the third spot. That's where Mike Skinner rides it onto the inside lane. On the outside, Brian Refner picks up the spot. He'll fall in line in third. It is still Joe Rutman showing the way down the back stretch. Has about a truck length and a half over second spot. Jack Sprague Greg. Third is Brian Refner. Fourth is Mike Skinner. Bob Keselowski in fifth as they exit turn four. And this field was string out in a hurry. The front four broke out single file. That changes real quick. Here comes a change for third place right now. Mike Skinner moves up as he gets around Brian Refner. The scramble now is going to be for fifth and it's a tight one as they work their way back into turn number one. Now that goes away and the front six trucks tuck in single file. Scramble for the lead off turn number two as they swing out of that corner and head down the long back straight away. It was a two truck breakaway down the back stretch and Jack Sprague took the inside line away from Joe Rutman so Jack Sprague is your new leader now to the inside of Rutman goes Mike Skinner and Skinner will take away second spot Brian Refner will now take third away deposing Joe Rutman back to fourth race is for the third spot Brian Refner the bush pole winner dives back down to the inside of the racetrack challenges for a moment against the Joe Rutman truck but now falls back in line in fourth problems early on for Kenny Irwin he slowed on the first lap going down the back straightaway he's now on pit road also a problem for Rob Rizzo he spun coming off turn number three and he's moving slowly around the racetrack here now A.J. Foyt making what would obviously be an unscheduled stop early in the going. Jack Sprague though the race leader he's in turn three. Single file formation Sprague has about a five truck length lead now over Mike Skinner who's solid in second Joe Rutman right on his tailgate Brian Refner in fourth. Again this field will string out single file all the way back to about 10th position at the head of the pack is Jack Sprague. He has an advantage right now of perhaps seven or eight truck links. Now back in the field, it's beginning to get really tight, somewhere around 15th, 16th, 17th position. They were getting three wide coming off the corner up here in turn four. And Joe, everybody said, all the drivers we talked to said, this will be a good show. It is a good racetrack. We can run two deep and maybe three. The leader's in turn three. Here comes Jack Sprague, still with that three-truck link lead over Mike Skinner. Problem perhaps on Keselowski. He's moving in the wrong direction and getting past. Mike Bliss has gotten around Keselowski and now holds down ninth spot. Some of the great scrambling still going on further back in the field. We see Darrell Walter losing several positions. His truck, driven this weekend by Ken Schrader, just bypassed him. Darrell now being bypassed by Dave Resendiz, going way back in the pack. But up front, Jack Sprague shows the way. He stretched out his lead to nearly ten truck links over what is now a great second-place battle headed to turn three. Joe Rudman takes the Jack Roush forward to the inside of Skinner as they approach turn three. They are side-by-side into turn three, and Rudman will take back second spot. But Skinner will not let go of that outside line. Now he's going to have to tuck back in behind Joe Rudman. 
moment to defend his third spot from Brian Refner. In Mike the A.J. Kent. Foyt pit area, fellas, that was not a problem on A.J.'s truck, but indeed he jumped the start of the race and passed before he came to the start-finish line. You can do that on restarts, not on the initial start of the race. It was a stop-and-go penalty for A.J. Foyt. Well, A.J. is back on the racetrack. Meanwhile, Kenny Irvin Jr. has gone to the garage area, the latest report we get. Meanwhile, the leader right now is just running away from everybody in turn three. He has got a big lead, about seven truck links over Joe Rutman. The man on the move is Mike Bliss. He's giving a lot of pressure to Brian Refner, who sits in fourth. Bliss to the inside, took a brief look, now tucks back in line, but he's right on the tailgate of Brian Refner. So far, after only six laps as they come down to the line, Barney, it's been pretty smooth. We haven't seen anybody really step out of line and try anything exotic. Just kind of feeling this place out in the early stages. Well, Harry Gant, who who won the last chance qualifying race here last night, told me this morning, he said after these guys get about 20 laps under their belt, that was the way it was in the qualifying race he was talking about last night. He said you get a good feel for the racetrack, and then you can start really making some moves. This racetrack is so smooth, it sticks all the way around. The tires do not fall off. You'll be running just as fast at the end of 25 or 30 laps as you will on brand-new tires when you go out, and that's keeping this field real close together, except for Jack Sprague. He's driving off into the sunset right now. Joe Rutman trying to chase him down. Mike Skinner rides third. Brian Reffner is fourth. Mike Bliss is fifth, and that's where it's going to be the good action as they go off into turn number one. That battle begins to tighten up a little bit. Now they tuck in single five. But these trucks are sticking extremely well here at the Speedway, and you can see it's an easy side-by-side racetrack. Uh, there's not going to be much single file racing here today except in the early going. Here they go, back down into turn number three. Jack Spray continues to stretch out his lead. They'll complete lap number eight this time by. Let's take you back to the field a little ways and show you what's happened so far. Jack Sprague now showing the way by over a second. Joe Rutman is second. Mike Skinner runs third. Brian Refner is fourth with Mike Bliss in fifth. Tess Musgrave now in the sixth spot. Seventh is Robbie Gordon. Bill Elliott has now moved up to the eighth position. He's driving a second-team ASE truck this week, a one-time deal for Bill. Butch Miller is in the ninth position. Tenth is Bob Keselowski. Eleventh now Ernie Earl. 12th is Toby Butler, and 13th, Ron Hornaday. 14th is Ron Barfield, 15th, Jimmy Hensley. Jeff Bodine is 16th, with Jay Sauter running 17th. Scott Lagacy now is the 18th position. Ken Schrader in 19th, and 20th is Dave Resendiz. Michael Waltrip runs 21st, with John Nemechek 22nd. 23rd is Doug George, 24th, Mike Chase. 25th, Rich Bickle. Steve Park is 26th. you got Michael Dockin in 27th, with Rick Johnson in 28th. 29th, Rick Corelli, Andy Michener in 30th. 31st, we talked about Darrell Waltrip's problems. He's dropped back there already. 32nd now, Bob Brevac, Lance Norick, and uh, Nathan Bucky rounding out the field. Again, pretty solid up front for Jack Sprague, but now Dan Hubbard, we're seeing Joe Rutman starting to chase him down. Rutman is beginning to close the gap. It was about 15 truck links, but now Rutman has worked that down to about 10. Then about 10 truck links behind him is Mike Skinner in third, who's got a lot of company right behind him. T.J. Clark made an unscheduled pit stop, went back onto the racetrack just a moment ago. Some real strong racing going on back in the field. Ernie Irvin trying to work his way up to the front. Michael Waltrip also one of those trying to scramble out of some of that traffic back in the pack and get up there as this race now is 10 laps in. Napa! Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad. Rubber-coated hardware for a better fit and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Napa! Kyle Larson brings his Chevy and four tires to no-go racing fuel. From Q-
fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. To it. 12 laps of 175 complete here at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. One driver already out of the race. Kenny Irwin has taken his truck behind the wall. Larry Nested is with him. Well, Kenny Irwin, the Raybestos Ford, has come to arrest. What happened? Uh, we just uh, blew up a motor going into turn one on the uh, start of the green flag. Tough break for you and the Raybestos Ford, but it looks like uh, good things to come for next year. Oh, it sure is. Uh, you know, we were using these last three races to get experience for me, and uh, so we were going to be good when we uh, start out the year in Florida. We're just going to be a little short on that now. All right, that's Kenny Irwin Jr. Unfortunately, he and the Ray Bestas Ford are out of the Las Vegas 420. Meanwhile, on the racetrack, Joe Rutman has chased down Jack Sprague. He's within a couple of truck lengths of him. After 13 laps, it's Sprague over Rutman. Mike Skinner is third, fourth Brian Refner, and Mike Bliss is fifth. From the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, this is TBN Radio. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Jack Sprague had jumped out to over a second lead just a few laps ago, but now suddenly that has completely vanished. Joe Rutman now is winding him in, now within a couple of truck lengths of catching Sprague. But from there on back, it's a full three and a half seconds to the third-place runner, Mike Skinner. Just joining in, Brian Refner was on the bush pole this afternoon. Joe Rutman went around on the very first lap, took the lead, led one lap before Jack Sprague came by, and now Sprague is feeling the heat of Rutman. They work their way up into turn number one. Rutman again within a couple of truck lengths of Jack Sprague, now working way up wide off turn number two and down the back straightaway. Three and a half seconds back to where Skinner rides along. Brian Refner with him, Mike Bliss, Robbie Gordon, Ernie Irvin, Ted Musgrave, and Bill Elliott along with Butch Miller, the top ten. The lead battles in turn three. And it's almost less than a truck length now between Jack Sprague and Joe Rutman as they exit turn four. Skinner also feeling the heat from Refner as they head toward the tri-oval. Joe Rutman just taking his time, trying to reel in Jack Sprague. He gets within a couple of truck links of him. The best race on the speedway has been between Robbie Gordon and Ernie Irvin for the last few times around. That should be for about seventh position, as they are still door-to-door. That's the way they've rode for the last three-quarters of a lap. This time, Irvin gets down to the inside of Gordon as they work through turns one and two. Let's see if he's got enough horsepower to muscle his way around as they head up to turn three. And you can throw Ted Musgrave into the mix there. It is a three-truck battle as they come into turn three. Gordon has the slight advantage. This is Robbie Gordon with about half a truck length now over Ted Musgrave, who gets around Ernie Irvin for position. And now those trucks fall in a single-file formation. Robbie Gordon grabs the sixth spot. Ted Musgrave to the seventh position. Ernie Irvin falls back in line in the eighth spot with Butch Miller right on their tail. Back to the lead battle, though. Working off turn number two, Joe Rubin showed a lot of patience here in the early going. Of course, he won a couple of races last year, still winless in 1996, hoping to wrap up the year here at Las Vegas with a victory. Right now, he's within a couple of truck lengths of it in turn three. All weekend, they said the Fords may have a slight advantage here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and right now, Joe Rubin may be just sitting on that advantage, chasing down the Chevrolet of Jack Sprague. Joe looks him over again as they come out of turn number four and into this dogleg. There's three or four different lines these drivers 
drivers are taking here this afternoon on this brand new speedway as they kind of try to figure it out. And Joe, I think what's happened here, most of the drivers I talked to said there's going to be two or three trucks that's going to get it hooked up. And if they do, they're going to really move around this racetrack and make everybody play catch up all day long. So far, that's proven true as the front two now have an advantage of almost half a straightaway. A few of the trucks further back in the field also with uh, very good handling situations. Uh, Mike Skinner, who's running in the third spot, doing very well. Jeff Bodine cutting his way through there. I want to check in in a moment in Daryl Waltrip's pit and see what the problem is with Daryl. He has fallen back, uh, way back to the tail end of the field after not having that bad a start here this afternoon. Meanwhile, A.J. Foyd has taken his truck back into the pits. They've been making some adjustments there. Eli, what's the uh, progress? Well, the last time in, they decided to pull out the spring rubbers. They also changed shocks on the uh, truck. A.J. just it wasn't feeling right at one point thought they had a broken shock mount that wasn't the problem but he spent better than a lap and a half almost two full laps making repairs he's back on the speedway they've been chasing that truck ever since they came in here on friday and first got on the racetrack aj said you know we'll change something it'll help a little bit and then we'll change something else and we're back where we started from so they've really been working on that machine all weekend long to try and get a little bit better he just barely squeezed into the show and he said yesterday afternoon that last practice session i think we've helped it but i don't believe they have he's uh, far far back in the field. Let's go back to pit road. Jeff Hammond is here. He calls the shots for Darrell Waltrip's truck. DW's falling back a bit. What's up? Well, Eli, right now, we've either burned a plug wire off or we've uh, lost a bow spring one. I'm trying to talk him in and run as hard as we can to try to get up to that quarter break and if we get a chance either to find out we got a bad plug or something. The truck seems to be handling good. Darrell's driving the wheels off of it. Hopefully we get this Sears diehard back up there and back on Lake Seldon's go again. That's Jeff Hammond. He's calling the shots here in Darrell Waltrip's pit. And again, if you're new to the series, remember there is that competition yellow, that break that Jeff alluded to. Not all that far down the road here, guys. Coming up in about 10 laps from now, Darrell started 12th this afternoon. He's now shown back in the 34th position. 22 laps are complete for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series uh, this afternoon here at the new Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Jack Sprague shows the way. Joe Rutman's been trying to chase him down. Barney's got within a couple of truck lengths of him, but uh, really hasn't tried anything yet. I think what Joe's doing is just kind of watching the line that Jack Sprague is taking to see if maybe he can improve his own around this racetrack. He looks back in the mirror, and I'm sure his spotters are telling him also, you guys have a big advantage right now, so no need to do anything foolish. They continue to pull away from the rest of the field. Mike Skinner hangs on to third as they work their way back into the corner right now and head off down the back straightaway. As they head off that number two corner and go down the back chute, we look back there again and that scramble from seventh place on back. There's five car trucks knotted up in that one as they get over into turn three. They are knotted up coming into turn three, and that would be Bliss, Robbie Gordon, and Ted Musgrave. The one that's broken away from that pack is Ernie Irvin. Apparently he felt it was time to do something, and he has taken away the fifth position from Bliss, and now he's challenging Brian Reffner for fourth. Here is Ernie Irvin now closing in on his own truck. Brian Reffner driving that machine just ahead of him. Ernie swings to the outside and tries to make the pass. Gets it planted well in the outside lane. Pulls even up in turn number two. This is the fifth place battle working off the second corner and down the back straightaway. Meanwhile, for the eighth spot now, that is side by side. Ted Musgrave there with Robbie Gordon on the inside. They're headed for turn three. Coming into turn three and now Skinner looks in his rear view and sees Ernie Irvin riding that high line. Irvin tries to take that forward to the outside of turn four. Skinner shuts the door as they head toward the trioval. Ernie Irvin said he likes this racetrack. Talked to him a little bit about it also and he said you can race around the outside and the inside. This time he's taking the inside route, trying to get around Skinner as he works his way back into turn number one. Now you have to really pin that truck down to the bottom of the racetrack. If you go in that corner with that high line like he does, as we have watched in practice and are not able to suddenly get the truck down, you're going to find yourself skittering up in what we
we call the marbles on many of the Winston Cup tracks around the circuit. Same thing here at the new Las Vegas Motor Speedway. That scramble is back in turn three. And down the back stretch, Skinner lost another position to Brian Refner. So now Mike Skinner rides in fifth spot, but Ernie Irvin still the man on the charge in third. Back for the eighth position, Robbie Gordon has swept down to the inside of Ted Musgrave. He'll pick up that spot. And now here's Butch Miller on the move. He'll dive down to the inside of the start-finish line. Miller now racing alongside Ted Musgrave for what would be the eighth position. Right behind them, you've got two other trucks stacked up, racing off into the corner. That's where the real excitement is, back from about the eighth spot on back as they work their way off turn two and down the back straightaway. Still cab to cab, off turn two and down the back stretch. It is Musgrave to the outside. Butch Miller took a look at the inside now, cannot pull off the pass into turn three, so he has to tuck in behind Ted Musgrave. So for the moment, Musgrave has eighth position. And they're about to put 27 laps on the scoreboard in the Las Vegas 420. You're in your car. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Back at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, still in his jack sprake, staying uh, out in front of the field. Joe Rutman's kind of stayed with him, but again, hasn't stepped out of line. They have lapped a few trucks in the last several laps. They've gone by Kenny Hendricks' machine. Also, Darrell Waltrip is a lap down now, as well as Andy Mitchner and several others losing laps to the race leader. As far as guys who are doing well, Barney, we're talking about some that are hooked up very well. Others not quite planted at this stage of the race. One of those has got to be Dave Resendiz. Started back in 2030s, worked his way through the field all the way up to the seventh spot now. I tell you what, that was a good truck. Talked to Jeff Bodai, the owner of that machine, yesterday, and he said, we got a good shot to win this thing this weekend. As uh, A.J. Foyt's problems continue, he pulls back on the pit road for yet another time to struggle with his truck here this afternoon. That competition caution will be coming out here very shortly. And Eli Gold, when that comes out, I think we're going to see an awful lot of adjustments because, as we said, it's very obvious only a handful of these trucks have hit the setup. And it's very warm and getting warmer out there. So I think we'll see a lot of adjustments. It's significantly warmer than it's been over the last few days. We've had a gale force type of winds. Everybody's been wearing jackets over the last few days. That's far from the case today, warming up in the desert. One thing you've got to remember, though, we talk about A.J. Foyt missing the setup, and many fellas have here. This is the first time on this racetrack. Many of the veteran crew chiefs say that they have a setup under their trucks 
that they used to run in Winston Cup racing at Michigan International Speedway back in the middle 80s. They have gone that far back in some of their notes to try and make their trucks work here today. So you're right, Barney. We'll see a lot of adjustments when they come in here in the next few laps. Joe, most of the drivers that we talk to, you say, compare this to some other track on the NASCAR circuit that you run. The only uh, two deals that came up was what Eli said on one, and the caution is about to come out here for the moment. The only two tracks that I heard him mention was uh, probably up at New Hampshire. It's kind of a flat racetrack, similar to this, not a lot of banking in the corners. And Michigan was the other racetrack that they brought up that yeah. said that you kind of set up similar to, to one of those two and hope you hit it right. This is a track uh, that looks very similar to the Charlotte Motor Speedway, a mile and a half in length, and it is a trioval with uh, probably a little more exaggerated dogleg on this particular racetrack than uh, is the case at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. But most of the guys I talked to seem to, to think that it uh, had a lot of resemblance to the Michigan International Raceway. Well, the caution flag is out here on lap number 34 for the first time this afternoon. As far as the title contenders are concerned, Jack Sprague is the leader at this stage of the race. Mike Skinner is in the sixth spot. Ron Hornaday kind of laboring around for the time being back in the 16th position. Larry Nastin, is there any concern there? Uh, I don't think there's any concern at all. Doug Williams, the crew chief on the Napa Chevrolet, is conferring with the rest of his crew right now. Hornaday seems to be comfortable where he's at. He knows he's got to go hard the first segment, but he's really got to concentrate on being there at the end. And right now, Doug Williams and the rest of the crew are about ready to make adjustments as they are in communication with Ron Hornaday. But all in all, everything seems to be okay in the Ron Hornaday pits. Nobody too concerned down here. I looked over at Doug Williams and I asked him, how's Ron feeling. He said the truck feels great and he's got something for him at the end. That's what's going on in Ron Hornaday Jr.'s pits. Alright, this is lap 35, a little bit early from what they had planned, but they are making their stop now for uh, gassing up the trucks and making minor adjustments on them. They'll be bringing them back in on the next time around as they fall in line, single file behind the pace truck, working their way off turn two. Just joining in, Brian Refner on the pole this afternoon for the Las Vegas 420. Joe Rutman took the lead on the very first lap, then Jack Sprague came by. He's been out front ever since and we are at lap 35 now. Rutman stayed with him, but again, uh, those two trucks hooked up a whole lot better than uh, most of the others in the field. Of course, now that everybody's got a feel for the track, Barney, and, uh, and once they're bunched back up again, uh, we should see a different battle once they get the green flag flying. Yeah, I think we may see a little sheet metal get wrinkled up here and some paint scrubbed up a wee bit once they do make this uh, pit stop here and make a few adjustments on the trucks and get them back out there. We'll talk a little bit about two another driver as we get ready to take a short break here. Robbie Gordon's been very impressive here this afternoon. He's picked up about seven or eight positions. We'll talk a little bit more about him. Well, the trucks have been gassed up. Some adjustments made. No tires going on at this stage of the event. They will get a chance to change tires at the halfway break, which will come on lap 89. Let's go back down to pit road and get a follow-up on some of the activities that occurred there. Eli? Well, Mike Skinner was in. I was just talking to Richard Childress. He says, you know, I'm kind of concerned. He said, I'm going to wait and see how it goes with a full load of fuel on these used tires. They adjusted the tire pressure as they felt was necessary, but they are on and away. But uh, Richard Childress, kind of curious as to how things are going to go. Meanwhile, down in the uh, Toby Butler pit area, maybe the most work was being done on this particular truck. Timmy Kahuth is the crew chief out of Ken Schrader's operation. What do you do on the 52 truck? Well, we're just we're just way too tight right now, so we're just trying to move the track bar a little bit here before the break. We're just trying some stuff and then make a big change at the break. So at this end of the speedway, this certainly was the truck that had the most work being done to it during the competition yellow. Getting ready to go back under the green flag. 31 trucks are shown on the lead lap, so this will be a dual file restart. 
Uh, double file restart as they come off turn four with the lap trucks uh, lining down to the inside. Five or six trucks are there as the field gets ready to come down to the start-finish line. And Jack Sprague again gets a great jump by five truck lengths over Joe Rutman. But Rutman soon is going to be feeling the heat of Ernie Irvin. He's now up in the third spot and right up on Rutman's rear deck as they go off into the corner. And already Irvin's starting to look up to the high side for a chance to make a move. Further back behind them, a scramble. They are four wide momentarily at least. Off turn number two. Robbie Gordon comes out on top there as he swings around to the outside and picks up a spot. Down the back stretch they come and into turn three. It is Jack Sprague in the Quaker State Chevrolet with about seven truck links over Joe Rutman in second. But Ernie Irvin right there in third, right on the tailgate of Joe Rutman as they head toward the trioval. Could have a three-way scramble for the lead here in just a moment if Joe Rutman and Ernie Irvin can run down Jack Sprague. Brian Reffner made a good move to get himself out of that traffic and squeeze back up into fourth place. Mike Bliss hangs with him as they go over into turns one and two and swing around the racetrack. And absolutely amazing how fast this field of trucks has already spread out as they head up to turn three. Sprague got a great jump on that restart, but now his lead is starting to dwindle. Joe Rutman is running him down. Now only three truck lengths separate the top two spots. Ernie Irvin still there in third. Refner swings a little bit high, washes up through turns three and four, and that gives Mike Skinner the opportunity to drop alongside as they head toward the strike. Here's a lead battle coming down to the line. Sprague by about three truck lengths over Joe Rutman. Ernie Irvin riding third. Now for the fourth spot, side by side with Skinner on the inside. Bush pole winner Brian Refner working the outside lane. Meanwhile, Jeff Bodine has problems. He hit the wall working off turn four. He's taken his truck back down onto the pit lane. We'll check on his situation in a moment. Meanwhile, the lead battle heads to turn three. Fight for fourth continues down the back stretch. It is Mike Skinner. No, now Refner holds down the fourth spot. Now, Refner had a little handling problem. The truck just wouldn't turn left. He looks a lot more comfortable this time around, and he's able to defend his fourth position as they go down the stretch. And as the leaders swing across the start finish line, we're watching Jeff Bodine take his truck back into the garage area. We'll get a word with him in just a moment. Good, tight battle up at the front of the field right now. Three trucks are nose to tail and about a pickup bed, and that's not a long pickup bed between second and third as they swing off turn number two and work up to Dan Hubbard in three. Sprague in the top spot, then only two truck lengths behind is Joe Rubin and Ernie Irvin. Irvin tucks in behind. This time around, there's trouble in turn two. Let's see if we can pick it up. It looks like Ricky Johnson, the red dog forward. Ricky Johnson has hit the wall at turn two, and he slides down the embankment. Lance Norick dives down low to avoid... Caution flag is out for the second time this afternoon as Ricky Johnson looked like Barney just got a little bit high. Everybody's been taking the high line in the corners all weekend here, but he got a little bit too high. Close to the outside wall, hit some of the marbles up there, and the rear end just came around and he slammed into the outside wall. Well, that'll happen at uh, about half the tracks that we go to that we talked about on the Winston Cup circuit. As they run, if they don't get really out in that outside groove, all the stuff that comes up off this racetrack, which will be sand and a little bits of rubber that come off the tires and everything else goes out against that wall. And once you get up there and the tires get in it and you lose adhesion to the racetrack, you're going to turn it around, whether it be here or any racetrack on the circuit. And again, into the wall over there is Ricky Johnson. He looked like he tagged it pretty good. He's down on the apron of the racetrack right now as the safety crews are there immediately. And the second caution flag of the afternoon is on the field. We are working lap 42 for the moment. He's got damage to the front end of the truck, also the back end, the former AMA National Motorcycle Champion, uh, hooking up this year to uh, drive this truck for the remainder of this year and also full-time next year with uh, some pretty good runs so far in the uh, sporadic, I guess, uh, type he's been running so far this year. Not uh, that many events that he's been with us on the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, but it comes to an end quickly here this afternoon, and the caution is out for the second time here at Las Vegas. 
Back at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, going back under the green flag at lap number 44. And here is Jack Sprague bringing him back down to the line. Joe Ruppin rides right on his tailgate. Ernie Irvin into third spot. Fourth, Brian Refner and Mike Skinner now going after him as they head to turn one. Irvin takes the Ford to the top of the banking, but Rutman tries to close him off. Now it's a side-by-side battle. Irvin dives to the inside, battles for second off turn two. Cab to cab, coming down the back stretch at better than 170 miles an hour. It is Sprague in the lead by about three truck lengths. Rutman will have the high side battle for second, but Ernie Irvin takes it away. Irvin in second spot, and he's bringing his teammate Brian Refner with him. Refner will sit in third. Joe Rutman falls back to fourth. They got Joe caught out on that outside groove, and now everybody's trying to drive under him. Here comes Mike Skinner. Looks like he may take fourth place away from Joe. All he can do is just hold the line he has and hope it opens up somewhere down in turns one and two and he can squeeze back in. Rutman moves to the top of the banking but Refner's on the inside. Still side by side for the third position as they race off turn three and down the back straightaway. Rutman trying to stay with the leaders as best he can down the back stretch and he will hold down that third spot as Refner has to fall back but Skinner now tucks in behind Joe Rutman. Single filed side by side now for the battle for fourth. It's Refner to the inside Skinner to the outside. They're still cab to cab coming out of turn four. Refner plants it down on the inside lane, but comes up just a little bit wide, nearly makes contact with Mike Skinner in this ongoing fourth-place battle across the start-finish line. They race back into turn number one. Mike Bliss right on the rear deck, making that a three-way battle. Bliss tucks it down to the bottom of the racetrack, trying to take advantage and see who will step out of line. Here's Refner. He moves up to the top of the banking. Bliss can't take advantage, but now Skinner pours on the steam down the back chute. Three-truck fight for fourth position. They are single file into turn three. Right now in fourth is Brian Refner. Skinner hot on his tailgate. Mike Bliss right behind him as your leader, Jack Sprague, heads toward the tri-oval. And it settles down just a little bit among the top ten as they all get single file, working their down the way down the front straightaway and back into turn number one. They don't stay that way very long. Here's Skinner working on Brian Refner. That's a good, strong battle for fourth. Skinner steals the inside lane. Refner drifts up to the top of the banking. And again, Bliss trying to find which lane will open up. Side by side for position off the corner. Refner holds on to it. Skinner tries to make the move down the back chute. Down the back chute they come. It is still single file. Brian Refner in fourth. Skinner took a brief look at the inside. He does so again. Now tucks back into line. Mike Bliss is right behind Skinner. Then you've got Robbie Gordon and Ted Musgrave in the seventh and eighth position. Mike Skinner really working on this field, kind of chopping his way through there, trying to move up to the front. He is not convinced that he cannot win this championship battle. Of course, he knows the situation that Ron Hornaday is in, but he reflects back to last year and says, uh, yeah, there is still a chance. Last year... At the last race of the season, I think I went into that race with an 83-point lead. Three laps to go, I still could have lost the championship. And I just keep telling myself that. Uh, He's got to run all day, and he's got to stay out of trouble. If he slips, we can win this thing. If he don't, it just, you know, says what kind of year he's had all year. He's had a great year. They haven't uh, won as many races or led as many laps and stuff that we have, but they've got more points. They've had they've been more consistent. They haven't had the uh, any engine failure or any brain fade, real bad wrecks by the driver. We've had one on our team, so um, you know it's just been consistency. Mike Skinner's doing exactly what he needs to do. That is run strong here today and maybe hope something goes wrong with Ron Hornaday. For now, he's running fifth. Hornaday back in the 16th position. And again, the other player in that competition for the championship, Jack Sprague, he continues to show the way. Now, Jack's doing exactly what he needs to do. Just go out there and win the race and kind of see where the points fall. And if the other two have problems, then he's got a shot, even though it's a long one. 
As they work over to Fred Armstrong, very impressive run right now by Bill Elliott as in that number four truck as he goes off turn two. Elliott's been working his way through traffic, Barney. He's been able to work the high groove and the low groove down in turns one and two. Right now he tucks in line down the back chute. Elliott looking very comfortable in that ASE four truck. He's on the tailgate of Ted Musgrave. That'll be the next Elliott victim. As Elliott able really to ride that low line, tucks that truck down low, then comes out high of turn four. He's looking strong in the four. Matter of fact, there's four trucks in that battle from seventh on back that are very close to one another. Mike Bliss in the seventh spot. You got Ted Musgrave in eighth, then Elliott in ninth, and Butch Miller in the Dana Dodge back in the next spot. They're all nose to tail in turn two. Butch Miller tried to make his way around Bill Elliott, moves up to the top of the banking. Elliott covers a spot. They're nose to tail off turn two. Elliott seems to be able to put that truck anywhere he wants right now as they come down the back stretch in single file formation. It is Bill coming into turn three and four. Butch Miller took a brief look to the inside, but Elliott shut the door. Now Miller will try the outside as they head toward the trioval. And all he can do is just tuck back in single file. Bill Elliott's having a good run here. Tim Brewer is crew chiefing that car this weekend. They were, of course, together for several years up at the Junior Johnson operation on the Winston Cup team. And Elliott said this morning, I have a truck right now I can win with. And he's proven it. He again tries to move up another notch off turn two. They work their way down the back straightaway. Bill Elliott getting a little bit closer to the front of the pack. Meanwhile, Joe, as they come through turns three and four and head back to us, Jack Sprague looks back and ever getting closer is Ernie Irvin. He's cut it down now to just a couple of feet. Irvin is there within striking distance as they come off turn number four. Also a tight battle shaping up further back for the fifth spot. Robbie Gordon feeling the heat from Mike Skinner. And even further back for seventh, Mike Bliss goes to the outside. Bill Elliott goes with him. They'll both make the pass by Ted Musgrave. So some moves in the early stages here this afternoon, but again no one able to do anything as far as get by Jack Sprague, although Dan Hubbard Ernie Irvin is there. He is definitely not on the door. Patience has never been one of Ernie's strong points, and he's not showing that right now. He's about only a truck length and a half behind Jack Sprague, as Sprague washes up just a little bit, and Ernie took a strong look to the inside. All he can do is just wait and maybe hope Jack will slip as good as that truck is hitched up. It's very unlikely that Ernie's going to really put the pressure on him, at least at this stage of the race. Meanwhile, back for fourth place, that scramble is even tighter. Brian Reffner trying to hold on to it as they work into turns one and two. Mike Skinner looking to the inside of Reffner. Now he'll try the high line. Reffner's Ford goes to the inside of the racetrack. Skinner, Chevy up top, down the back straightaway. This is the fight for fifth. Chevrolet versus Ford. Refner holds down the fifth spot, but Mike Skinner right there. Takes a look to the inside, now tucks back in behind Brian Refner. And the 1-800-Collect Ford, it is Refner again blocking Skinner, who tried the outside line. They're on their way to the strike. Also trying the outside line is Ernie Irvin off turn four. He peeked to the outside of Jack Sprague, tried to get a run going. Now he falls back in line in turn one. Irvin's truck looks to the inside of the racetrack, but now he eases up the banking to the middle groove. Here's the leader in the middle of the racetrack. He'll put on the block. Off turn two. Battle is for the lead. Jack Sprague in the green and white. Quaker State Chevrolet has about half a truck length over second spot Ernie Irvin and they will come into turn three nose to tail. Ernie riding right in the tire tracks. Now he tries a little bit higher line and Sprague will follow suit blocking Ernie Irvin as they come out of turn four. And they're about to put 57 laps into the record book here this afternoon at the new Las Vegas Motor Speedway in the Las Vegas Welcome back to TBN Radio's live coverage of the Las Vegas 420 this afternoon at the sparkling new Las Vegas Motor Speedway in Nevada. It is Ernie Irvin showing the way. He stretched out his lead by seven-tenths of a second over Jack Sprague. Robbie Gordon may be the spoiler in this uh, deal. He's back in the third spot and is closing in quickly, although for now he's about two seconds back. Joe Rutman rides fourth and fifth as Brian Refner. Eli Gold is down in Ernie Irvin's pit. Obviously, Eli, they're pretty pleased with the performance they're seeing so far. They really are. Robbie Allison is down here. He's crew chiefing this truck and we saw other teams changing track bar position changing the tape 
adjusting tire pressure. Tell the world what you did to get this truck working so well. Well, we just checked the pressures on the right side to see what the differential was, and we figured it was all right, so we figured, well, Ernie made the choice, and he just decided to leave it where it was and keep it running. What's he saying about this racetrack? Oh, he really likes it. Actually, he just made a comment that this is just like running at Concord whenever you start now. Of course, the Concord Motor Speedway in North Carolina, a tad smaller than this, but if you're comfortable, it doesn't matter, and Ernie's comfortable. He's gotten right to the front. He's getting around here in a hurry right now. Let's check in with Larry Nassen and get an update on that part of the pit area. Well, Dennis Conner, the quicker state Chevrolet driven by Drax Spray, continues to be strong on big racetracks. Dennis, uh, Ernie Irvin got by Jack a while ago. Was that just a situation to let him go and let uh, Ernie lead for a while? Oh, I don't really think so. I told Jack he was coming, and the, the two of them might run faster with him in front, but uh, keep a good tight draft on him. And he kind of got away from him a little bit. Probably right now, Ernie's a little bit faster than we are. We'll just have to work on it at halftime, see if we can get it back. But we're still running respectable in the Quaker State Chevrolet. Well, if you've been listening to TV and radio all season long, you know that the racetracks that Jack Sprague runs on, the big tracks, he's awful tough. Probably the toughest of any regular competitor right now. He's following Ernie Irvin. Yeah, he's not quite as tough as Ernie is now, Barney. Uh, second and a half back to the second-place machine after Ernie got by. He's really pulled out. Yeah, once he got out there where he could set his pace, take the line into the corner, he wanted to. He is beginning to open up a big interval right now on Jack Sprague while Jack is doing the same thing to Robbie Gordon. There's almost a quarter of a straightaway between second and third. Not quite that much distance back to Joe Rutman, who rides fourth. From Rutman on back in fifth, that's a good scramble in front of Fred Armstrong. Brian Reffner trying to hold down the position there. Mike Skinner wants it. He'll slip to the top of the banking, eases to the outside of the racetrack. Now tries to go side by side down the back chute. It's Ford versus Chevrolet. They've been going at it for a couple of laps now. Skinner tucks in behind Brian Reffner, takes a little bit of a lower line, but still cannot pull off the pass. Their nose to tailgate all the way through the 12-degree banking here at turns three and four. It's still Reffner in front of Mike Skinner. Skinner seems to have come back to life. He had dropped back several spots uh, before that stop, and now he's closing in on the top five once again as he follows Brian Reffner back into the corner. Then behind them, the two team ASA trucks. They're racing side by side. Bill Elliott on the inside of Mike Bliss. They'll stay side by side. Now Ted Musgrave thinks about splitting the distance. Doesn't do the three wide thing in turn two. Thinks about it down the back straightaway. It is Bliss, Elliott, and Musgrave down the back stretch. Now Elliott gets caught down in the inside line. Bliss will try to tow Musgrave all the way down the back stretch and does. Musgrave on the outside passes Bill Elliott for position. Bliss still in front of those two trucks. Ted Musgrave said this morning, I think we have a truck that can win here. We made a few changes in it, and I hope we went the right way, and apparently they have. 67 laps are complete in the Las Vegas 420 in the Craftsman truck race here this afternoon. Absolutely gorgeous weather. Very reminiscent of Phoenix a week ago, Joe, with the, the really pretty desert mountains in the background here. This is going to be some facility. They're still a little bit of ways from getting everything done that they need to do, but there are so many new innovations on this racetrack. But the track itself, every driver we've talked to has said just can't believe how smooth the speedway is. It is fantastic. The fans out of this part of the country are really going to love this place. And, of course, they've got plans for other events to be held here in the future. We probably will be seeing this place uh, with other divisions of uh, NASCAR machines in future years. But uh, it is uh, certainly going to be a class act already ready that uh, situation. You mentioned the uh, the escalator. That thing runs seven and a half stories to bring fans from the infield up to the uh, the grandstand area. And uh, in my time, I don't recall any racetrack that's ever had an escalator. I think you mentioned uh, Ontario had one years ago, but uh, that is certainly an innovation. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. You, you 
come in behind the grandstand area. If the fans want to go down into the garage area, they simply get on an escalator, go down, as Joe said, about seven stories. Then you walk maybe a couple of hundred feet, and you get on another escalator that brings you up behind Pitt Road into the garage area. But uh, for the fans who will be coming here in future years, you'll see all that. It is absolutely a state-of-the-art racetrack. There's no question about that. 69 laps about to come up on the scoreboard in the Las Vegas 420, and we're watching a lot of drivers. Eli Gold kind of slip and slide out there, even though they made the adjustments they thought they could. We saw more people fooling with tire pressure, changing the air pressure in the tires than we did anything else. For some of those, it's helped them a little bit. For some, it's hurt them, Eli. A lot of guys are still searching for that combination. A big confab down here in Mike Skinner's pit. You mentioned he dropped back coming back to the front. Richard Childress is here, the truck owner, still searching for the setup. We talked about it with Mike earlier in the broadcast. Yeah, you know, the truck's did like it's did ever since they've been here. You know, it's just, just, just been too tight off the corner. How much further can you risk loosening it up, though? Well, we got him a little bit looser right now getting in with it we want, but uh, we're going to try something at halftime and go for it. So they have had their meetings. They know what they want to do. Jesse Koch and the rest of the mechanics all standing by waiting for that halftime break and will likely see a big adjustment. But remember, they've been searching ever since about 2.30 yesterday afternoon and still haven't quite hit that combination. That halftime break is coming up in about 19 laps as we're at lap 71. Ted Musgrave has a problem. He drops off the pace coming off turn number four down on the apron of the racetrack, limping back around. We'll check on that situation in a moment. But Ted Musgrave was up in the thick of things running in the 11th position when something has broken on the Exide battery truck. Well, we talked about Darrell Waltrip earlier. We told you he had a plug wire off, and he also had some other problems on the truck. He had fallen back to 38th. Darrell is still not on the lead lap, but he has worked his way back up to the 28th position. Let's check in on Pitt Road. Well, we're with Doug Williams, the crew chief right for Ron Hornaday Jr. Doug, what's the story with Ron Hornaday Jr.? Obviously, everybody looking at the position he's running in right now. Well, Larry, the Napa United Brake Chevrolet truck's is a little tight right now. We're just trying to stay comfortable in the second half and see if we can make a charge out of the player. That's the word from crew chief Doug Williams, who is in charge of all the moves on that race truck for Ron Hornaday Jr., expects some major changes in the halftime break for Ron Hornaday. 72 laps are complete, still 25 trucks on the lead lap. No one with anything for Ernie Irvin, who has a three-and-a-half-second lead over Jack Sprague. 77 laps are complete in the Las Vegas 420 this afternoon as Ernie Irvin leads by five and a half seconds over Jack Sprague. Robbie Gordon is third, fourth Joe Rutman, fifth is Brian Refner. Ted Musgrave was up to the 11th position, but now Larry Naston, he's behind the wall. Well, Ted Musgrave did pull the excise batteries, Roush Ford behind the wall. Ted, what happened? Well, the race track's getting a little tighter and tighter, and right now we all want to stay in line and catch the lead pack a little bit. And I was about trying to follow Bliss and Elliott right in the middle there, and I got a feeling I might have burned a piston. You know, uh, in that draft and being as fast as we are here with these trucks, uh, I can't say no more. You know, the Exide truck was going to be all right. We were just a little loose to start with and started getting a little tight, and we had something for them there at the end. We are just trying to stay in line. Uh, great race for them in Phoenix, but a tough day here in Las Vegas. It's Ted Musgrave, driver of the Exide Batteries, Napa Ford. And the caution flag is on the speedway. Um possibly for debris that's been spotted out there. We don't see anybody in trouble at this stage of the event. This would be the third caution coming out this afternoon. And again, it's a little bit shy of what would be the halfway break coming up at uh, lap number 89, the halfway mark of the race, actually, at lap 88. Boy, this changes the story. We're talking about Robbie Gordon trying to close in from the third spot. Jack Sprague with a a five-and-a-half second deficit. Now suddenly they're all bunched up there together. Yeah, I tell you, Robbie Gordon's been very impressive here this afternoon, and uh, I think we're going to see a lot more guys in the final laps here in this Las Vegas 
is 420 this afternoon for the trucks. There's probably going to be 10 or 12 up there going for the win before it's all over. Eli Gold has been wandering down in pit road a moment ago. We're talking about what a good run Bill Elliott and Mike Bliss, both are teammates here in the event this weekend. Uh, what's going on down there, Eli? Well, just kind of old home week here. Got Tim Brewer sitting on top of a garbage can. You got Pete Peterson looking on. And Bill seems to be having a heck of a time here this weekend. But how's the truck doing right now? I tell you what, Eli, everything's going pretty good right now. We're running a little bit more water temperature than we did yesterday, so the motor's kind of nosing over just a little bit. But uh, we're going to untape that thing, put four new Goodyear's on it, a little bit more fuel, and send Clyde on his way and see what he can do with his boys. Send Clyde on his way now. Meanwhile, in the adjoining pit, you've got uh, Barry Dodson, of course, crew chiefs for Mike Bliss, and uh, Brewer says they're doing all right. How about your man, Mike Bliss? We're doing fine. We're just a little tighter, and... Uh, I said, let's switch, you know, let's let Bill get in front. It made us tighter, but Bill's got a fast truck, and, and he had a better shot at catching that group. And we're going to make some changes at the half, and I don't think Tim and Bill and the guys are going to make any. He's, he's pretty strong. That's basically the story Bill Elliott said uh, on the radio seconds ago. Tim Brewer said, Bill, we're coming up towards halftime. He said, how do you like your hot dog? He said, I'll just keep it right the way it is right now. So he feels that truck is good as long as they watch that temperature gauge. All right, now we get word the caution is for debris on the racetrack. They're also going to allow the trucks to come in and gas up. This is not the halfway break. That is still some 10 laps away. So this will be a gas and go, as they call it. And at the same time, they'll take the opportunity to clean up the track. Some debris dropped over in the areas of turns one and two. Big difference when uh, you're carrying a full load of fuel in these trucks and when the thing is halfway down on weight and balance the way they're designed to run around the racetrack. I talked to Harry Gann a little bit about that yesterday. He said you wouldn't think it would make that much difference, but uh, maybe 8 or 10 gallons of fuel difference when you're getting down to maybe getting the tank empty makes a big difference in how the thing handles here at this track. We said a moment ago that Ricky Johnson hit the wall over in turn number two just a moment ago. Larry Nastin, uh, I think he's still in the infield care center. Anything to report at all there? No, not at all, but we did get a chance to go take a look at the Red Dog Ford, and uh, he hit pretty hard. Uh, Ricky got out of the truck under his own power, and uh, he is still in the infield care center. But going back to what you were just talking about, uh, the, the fuel cells in these race trucks, Steve Park, when he was in earlier, we thought he had a problem with his truck. What they were doing with a full load of fuel was trying to adjust tire pressures to get some information to Ron Hornaday so he could be all set to go when they fuel up for the last dash here at the Las Vegas 400. So a lot of strategy coming into play, not only with race setup, but also with fuel strategy. It's going to be pretty interesting. Ron Hornaday pulls an Napa Chevrolet onto pit road and the crew goes to work. They're now showing 23 trucks on the lead lap. Let's give you the lead lap here as they make this fuel stop. Ernie Irvin, the race leader. Mike Scatter is second with Brian Reffner third. Bill Elliott up to fourth now. Mike Bliss, Dave Resendez, Michael Waltrip, Ken Schrader, Jay Sauter, and Jack Sprague, the top ten. Now that is uh, actually not correct. That's the way they came down along the pit lane, so we'll have a complete rundown as long as uh, as soon as the scoring is reset. Right now, let's take a break. Coming back, the green flag, and we're back in action here at Las Vegas. Getting ready to go back into the green flag this afternoon in the Las Vegas 420. We have five trucks behind the pit wall. One of those involved in a crash several laps ago, Ricky Johnson. Word is Larry Nastin. He's okay? Yeah, Ricky's okay. He talked to his PR people. They came down and caught up to us on pit road. They said the only thing that was bruised up was Ricky's ego. He was really looking forward to a good finish here for the Red Dog team, but uh, not going to happen today. But Ricky is okay and ready to come back and uh, go racing again when we get to Orlando. And Rob Rizzo's truck just pushed behind the wall. Guys, engine failure. He's done for the day. All right, that brings to six. The truck's out of the race. Rob Rizzo along with Walker Evans, Ted Musgrave, Ricky Johnson, Jeff Bodine, and Kenny Irwin as the rest of the field is about ready to go back to action. As they come swinging off turn number four, Ernie Irvin watches the green flag being displayed in the air, and he sets sail for turn number one. Gets a good jump on the start and will pull away from Jack Sprague by about three or four truck lengths. 
Robbie Gordon hangs in there in third, but from there on back, it's a mad scramble in turn one. Trying to hold off for the fourth position now. Joe Rutman is as one truck look takes a peek to the inside. Rutman blocks to the top of the banking. That's Brian Reffner. Reffner now moves to the top of the banking as well off turn two. And while Ernie Irvin got a great jump on the green flag, Jack Sprague has closed the gap in second. They dive into turn three, and it's Sprague only about three truck lengths behind Ernie Irvin, who gets a little bit squiggly. The tailgate slid just a bit on Ernie, and Jack Sprague is closing the gap as they head toward the tri-oval. Notice opposite line going into turns three and four. Irvin went way high and got a little loose. Sprague went way down low, and it's working as Sprague now is on the attack in turn one. Sprague tucks the green and white Chevrolet down to the bottom of the racetrack, side by side for the lead as they race off turn two. Here's Irvin's Black Ford battling back on the outside. Once again, it's Ford versus Chevrolet. They're side by side down the back stretch. Ernie Irvin will have the high line as they come into turn three. Jack Sprague takes it down low. Irvin shuts the door on the Quaker State Chevrolet. This time he keeps that Ford nice and low, and Sprague has to go high, trying to find a way around. Ernie Irvin's truck much stronger going down the back straightaway and getting into turn number three. Now, Jack has been strong here in the front straightaway. There's Trouble in turn four. Trouble in turn four. It is the die-hard Chevrolet truck. Kenny Schrader is driving that truck this weekend for Darrell Waltrip. He just tapped the wall, spun it in the middle of the track, and now he's back underway. And we stay under the green flag. No caution as Schrader has right of the truck and falls back in line at the tail end of the field. The lead battle is on the back straightaway. Single file down the back stretch and back into turn three. It's still Ernie Irvin at the point, but only by half a truck length over Jack Sprague. Robbie Gordon sits in third. Joe Rutman in fourth. Field beginning to get very tight right now as we approach the halfway point in the Las Vegas 420. Ernie Irvin is the leader. Jack Sprague second. Maybe a truck link between the two, about three or four truck links back to that scramble for second place. That's a good battle in turn one. Robbie Gordon trying to chop down the distance, and now it'll be a battle for the lead. Here's Jack Sprague. He'll peek to the inside of the racetrack. He'll flank Irvin off turn two. Side by side down the back stretch. Again, they're in the neighborhood of about 170 miles an hour. Now Sprague tucks in behind Ernie Irvin, perhaps setting up another move through turn three, but Ernie keeps the power on all the way through turns three and four, washes up just a little bit, but still defends his top spot. Here they come, working their way off turn four, back down to the line. Ernie Irvin hangs on to the top spot. Here it is now, side by side for the fifth position. Mike Skinner and Brian Reffner go at it, while for third, there's a change that's occurred there. Joe Rutman has made the move by Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon trying to get that back as they entered turn number two, but he can't make the move happen. Now back to the battle for fifth. Skinner looks to the inside of Reffner. The race off through down the back shoot. It is Reffner by about two truck lengths over Mike Skinner who pulls over to the left down the back stretch. He's got a deal. I believe that's with the Mike Bliss truck as they come into turn three. No, that is Bill Elliott. The same similar paint job as Elliott gets around Skinner for fifth and now challenges Brian Reffner. Bill Elliott's truck still working extremely well. Here's that scramble again for third place. Door to door battle as they work back into turn number one this time down to the inside goes Robbie Gordon and he sneaks underneath Joe Rutman to take away third place. Rutman tries to sneak underneath Gordon now as they race into turn number one the inside lane opens up Rutman hits the gas off turn two tries to take advantage down the back shoot and Rutman will try to take third back but cannot do it tucks in the line single file into turn three your leader is still Ernie Irvin he's opened it up just a bit now three truck lengths over Jack's break Robbie Gordon sits in third Joe Rutman in fourth and now Bill Elliott all by himself in fifth. Now the race Racing side-by-side for the sixth spot. Mike Skinner dives down to the inside of the racetrack. He'll come by and pick off that position. Leaves the lane open underneath Brian Reffner. Here is Mike Bliss challenging to get by for the seventh position as they race into one. Bliss glues the Ford to the inside of the racetrack, but Reffner bays a bonsai move into turn number one. Backs off the gas way late. Now he's back on it. Back to single file down the back straightaway. Top eight positions of the trucks in single file down the back stretch. It is still Ernie Irvin in the top spot. Only two truck links now separate himself and Jack Spray. 
Quig as Jack again pours on the power in that Quaker State Chevrolet trying to reel in the leader. And he's not going to be able to do it as they come down to the halfway point in the Las Vegas 420 and swing across the line this time and work their way back into turn number one. And the field has really put on a show this first half of the event here this afternoon. It's going to come at lap number 92, we understand. They just gave them the cross flags a moment ago, indicating that we were halfway in the Las Vegas 420. The $1,000 Gatorade Front Runner Award will be handed out here. Goes to Ernie Irvin, who was leading at the halfway mark. That's $1,000 to Ernie Irvin to uh, for leading at the halfway mark of the race. Again, the break, they will have a five-minute break opportunity to do some work on the trucks, and a lot of these guys really need that chance to get out and make some adjustments. Of course, fresh tires will go on the machines. They'll uh, refuel and uh, get ready for the second half of the race, and that break will come up at lap 92. They're nose-to-tail working their way back to turn one. Good battle for the seventh position as Mike Bliss looks to the inside of Refter once again. The two Fords go nose-to-tail gate into the corner. Bliss will try to make it work on the high side. Off two. They are nose-to-tail gate coming out of turn two and down the back stretch. It is Brian Refner with that seventh position. Does Bliss pull out? No. He still stays single file down that back stretch and into turn three. It is Refner guarding very carefully that seventh position and still now in the lead. Ernie Irvin is opening it up by about four truck lengths over Jack Sprague. Ernie Irvin has had a very strong truck. He's been the one to challenge all afternoon. He and Jack Sprague have probably had the two dominant trucks at least to this point in the event of the Las Vegas 420. They go back to turn two. Ernie Irvin feathers off the gas, heads into the first corner, now slips off the second corner, back to down down the back straightaway. The top six cars all string out single file as they head to three. Ernie Irvin with about four truck lengths in hand over second spot. Jack Sprague. But look at Robbie Gordon charged from the third position. He's almost on the tailgate now. Jack Sprague closes that gap to about half a truck length. Robbie Gordon on the move from third position. There is trouble in turn two. One truck is loose and up into the outside wall. He spins to the outside of the racetrack. Hard contact for Andy Minchner. He contacted the outside wall with the rear deck of his truck. Now he sits at the bottom of the racetrack. No other truck has contact with his, and now everybody has gotten by cleanly. Here come the leaders to acknowledge the caution flag. Minchner sits at the inside of the racetrack. 27-year-old Andy Minchner making his first start in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. A USAC and Midget star making again his first start. They're hoping to maybe move into this series full-time next year if they can find a sponsor, but it all goes away. They were telling me this morning, uh, Barney, that uh, his first time ever being in a NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Series machine was Friday afternoon when they got to the racetrack uh, for practice. Just making the field was pretty surprising for him. Yeah, I guess it would have to be. And I also heard him say that he had not been on too many large racetracks of this size. That truck has come to rest just uh, a couple of lanes up from the bottom of the speedway. Let's go back for an update over in turn two. Minster just grazed the wall just barely, so not a lot of damage on his machine. Now he points the wrong way on the racetrack, turns it around to the top of the banking. Looks like Minster will be able to drive away from this one. Okay, so they uh, get that situation uh, straightened out over there. Michener refires that truck, and the field comes down to the line. The caution flag is out. We are at lap number 92, so we'd expect the next time around for pit lane to be opened up and the trucks to come down for the halfway break. Just joining in, it's been a whale of a battle this afternoon. Barney, I think it's been kind of interesting to see how... Different lanes are paying off in different ways for these guys. You'll see them come by one lap on the inside lane. Maybe it doesn't work very well. They come back the next time and experiment, try a different lane, and suddenly they come charging to the front. We've seen a shakeup almost continually among the front 10 or 15 trucks. Well, we've watched different lines all afternoon going off into turn number one. We've seen about three different lines. Some guys will take it right out to the wall, almost like they're going to drive into the wall going down in the corner, then make that hard left cut 
and kind of stay up a lane from the bottom. Other guys will just go into the center lane. And Fred Armstrong, as they swing over to you, some of the trucks that are really hooked up can just come in there, make that hard cut, and pin it to the bottom of the racetrack. And if you can do that, you can pass somebody. You can make up a lot of ground at the bottom of the racetrack here, Barney. It's the quick way around, although some of the trucks have been able to work pretty well up high. Mike Skinner's one of them. Reported earlier the truck was pushing a little bit into the corner, but he's been able to make it work at the top of the banking. But certainly in the in the turns one and two, if you're on the inside, you can get that good bite off turn two and get the best run down the back chute. Pit stops are coming up at the halfway break. We're at lap number 93. Ernie Irvin is the leader of the Las Vegas 420. We are at the halfway break, actually a little past the halfway at lap number 92 here at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Let's check on pit road first in the leader's pit. Eli Gold is there. Everybody making their tire changes right now. Ernie Irvin, pretty stout there in the first half of the race. I tell you, Eli, uh, I didn't really hear what you uh, said, but uh, you know, I tell you, the truck's really handling real good. And, uh, Going to get four uh, new gidgers on here and uh, get ready to go. And you've got a darn good power plant under this hood, too. Well, um, uh, you know, th- this is a great facility. To- oh, I'm sorry, but uh, great great facility to race on, and, um, you know, we can really run side by side, and that's what uh, racing's all about. Ernie Irvin right now, as everybody makes their tire changes and get themselves set for the second half of the event. Let's find out what's going on down in the points leaders pit. Ron Hornaday, Larry Nastin is there. Well, right now they've got the hood up on the Napa Chevrolet and Ron Hornaday. How does it feel? What adjustments are you making? Well, I tell you what, what an awesome truck. Uh, Dale Earnhardt made a change that last and made a call on it. I guess we all sat down and made that last call, but uh, got a great truck. Uh, this Napa Chevrolet's. Uh, just got to stay right where we're standing and see what the last 30 laps can do with these guys. Well, you're halfway home, man. Well, you know, it's been a long year. We're not going to uh, count our chickens yet, but I'll tell you what. It's uh, been a great year so far. I was pretty tense getting into this truck, but right now, uh, heck of a job. I got a good crew. They made this thing really smooth and easy for me to drive and uh, stablest truck I've ever been in with air. That's Ron Hornaday. He's leading it. Meanwhile, in Jack Sprague's pit, routine pit stop going on. And uh, back over here under Ron Hornaday's truck, the crew diving underneath looking for anything that may give him a little extra motor. Rick Corelli's on pit road making a routine pit stop, and so is Steve Park. They've got the hood up on that race truck, taking a look on the inside. Steve Park saying nothing is wrong with the truck. They're just doing a routine stop. 18th or better is where Hornaday has to finish to wrap up this championship here today. Right now he's running in the 13th position. From the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, this is TBN Radio. Welcome back to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway this afternoon with the running of the season finale for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. The Las Vegas 420 underway. We're 93 laps into it. Let's take you back to the field and show you where everyone is running. We're posting now 22 trucks on the lead lap. Ernie Irvin, the race leader. Jack Sprague is second. Robbie Gordon is third. Joe Rubin, fourth. And Bill Elliott now runs fifth. Mike Skinner in the sixth position. Seventh is Brian Refner. Mike Bliss posted in the eighth spot with Dave Resendiz in ninth. Tenth is Michael Waltrip. Eleventh, Ron Barfield. Twelfth is Butch Miller. Ron Hornaday is thirteenth. Fourteenth is Jay Sauter. Fifteenth, Rick Corelli. Rich Bickle is sixteenth. Seventeenth is Doug George. Eighteenth, John Nemechek. And nineteenth is Steve Park. Twentieth, Jimmy Hensley. Twenty-first is Bob Keselow. And 22nd, Ken Schrader. Those the trucks on the lead lap. Showing one lap down in 23rd is Scott Lagacy. T.J. Clark is 24th, also one lap down. Such the case for Toby Butler. He's 25th. Daryl Waltrip, 26th now. Harry Gant is 27th. 28th is Kenny Hendrick. 29th is Nathan Butke. Bob Brevac shown in 30th. 31st is Andy Michener. Michael Dockin, 32nd. Mike Chase, 33rd. Lance Norick, 34th. A.J. Foyt, 35th. And 36th is Ted Musgrave. Those out of the race now. Kenny Irwin, Jeff Bodine, Ricky Johnson, Ted Musgrave, Walker Evans, and Rob Rizzo. 
We'll check back down on pit lane in just a moment. Right now, let's uh, say hello to Asa Phillips, the president and CEO of Auto Vent Shade Company, the folks who bring us each year, the, each race, that is, the Vent Visor Deflector Award. Folks have been with us uh, since practically the very beginning of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Well, thank you very much, Joe. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, we're one of the original sponsors of the NASCAR Craftsman Super Truck Series, and it's been quite a ride for us. And your award is one that everybody wants to get. It's for leading the most laps. That's right. We have two awards for leading the most laps and then a $10,000 award at the end. Last year, Mike Skinner was the series and the Vent Visor champion, and this year he also clinched this year's $10,000 bonus, $10, bonus award at San Francisco. So it's been a real run for us. Whatever has happened out there, these fans are our customers, and so it's been mighty good for us. Sir, it's been a great tie-in, I'm sure, for your company yes, to be sir. hooked up it's, with the NASCAR Craftsman Series. It certainly has been that. Asa, thanks for stopping by and joining us here this afternoon. Thank you, Joe. It's been a pleasure. Feel free to stand by here and watch over our shoulders here. Some great action about to unfold here in the second half of the race. Asa Phillips, the president and CEO of the Auto Vent Shade Company. Let's check back down on pit road for a final update before they get ready to go back to racing. Eli? Mike Skinner has just pulled away, and basically his truck just went through its basic uh, updates, its tire change and fuel. They did throw some black tape on the left side of the truck, more so for cosmetic purposes than for anything else. He said still haven't quite found the handles, but running in sixth right now at halfway, he'll take it. He's not worried at all. I said, you're concerned what the other guys are doing? He said, at this point, I can't worry about the other guys. I've got to take care of our performance and whatever happens in the championship battle well that's how it's going to be let's check on the other end of pit road with larry naston well kind of the same story with joe rutman he has not had the greatest of seasons but he feels that uh, maybe somebody owes him one he's been close a bunch of times he's currently running in the fourth spot i asked joe what he felt about his chances today he said this ross truck is running very strong we haven't had to make very many adjustments and i think i got a little bit more motor than i've been showing so joe rutman looking to get his first victory of the nascar craftsman truck series here today at las vegas motor speedway they just uh, re-signed with LCI International. Uh, announced here this afternoon for the Rutman and the Roush team for next year. Set to go for a full season of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series as their sponsor. A couple of updates on some other NASCAR racing around the country. Kevin LePage has won the NASCAR Busch Series Grand National Division race down at the Homestead Motorsports Complex outside of Miami. Randy LaJoy, the NASCAR Busch Series Grand National Division champion for 1996. The Winston West Series ran here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway last evening. Ken Schrader picked up the win in that at $18,975 that came with it. Tim Steele was second, Michael Waltrip third, fourth with Larry Gunzelman, and Ron Burns completed the top five. Next weekend, a similar situation, Barney, for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series down at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Napa 500, and a very, very close point battle for those drivers. Yeah, everybody said, uh, even midway in the season, that it would probably go down to Atlanta, be at least two to three drivers running very close, and that's exactly what it shapes up. And it can go either way yet down there when we do the final race of the season next week. Going to be an interesting battle. That takes place at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Our sister network, MRN Radio, has live coverage of the Napa 500, the 37th annual running of the event, next Sunday afternoon. And let's look ahead to next year, which is only a month or two away. Sunday, January 19th, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Racing from the Walt Disney World Speedway. Live coverage of the Chevrolet Truck 200 starts at 12 noon Eastern on TBN Radio. And again, next year, as we have been this year, we'll be at every single one of the events on the schedule for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Hard to believe this is the end of the second year for the tour. It's come a long ways. And and just look at the numbers. Uh, I think I've heard announcements of some eight or nine teams planning on 
full runs next year for a championship or maybe a rookie title. Uh, we've already got uh, way too many trucks to run a race. There was 61 that showed up here this weekend. The series is very healthy. Yeah, the series right now is very healthy, and it's going to stay that way. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good venue for the trucks to come and run the different tracks they do. It kind of takes it back to its grassroots. You guys, I didn't follow the truck series all season like you have, but you've run everything from, what, a quarter mile, five-eighths of a mile, even to the mile-and-a-half speedway here. You've run road courses, a little bit of everything, and the attendance has been good at all those racetracks. The fans' response has been great. You go in the garage area here. These guys are so laid back. Everybody seems like they're having such a good time, and there's a lot of camaraderie in there among every race team, as there is in all of NASCAR racing, but it's even more so in this division. Big, happy, traveling family. We have had a lot of fun this year, and it's uh, going to be kind of unusual being away from some of our friends we've made down in the garage here over the last uh, few months. But it's all coming back January 19th as we start off another campaign, the third full year for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, and that again takes place at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida on January 19th next year. TPN Radio will be there. Well, the battle's shaping up here. We're getting ready to go back to the green flag on lap 93. Ernie Irvin leads the way as they come down to the line. The green is out, and the second half has begun. They swing off into turn number one quickly. Ernie Irvin establishes the lead all single file by himself. Jack Sprague takes a look underneath him in turn one. Peaks down to the bottom of the racetrack in the green and white Chevrolet, but Irvin shuts the door. Now again, Sprague looks low as they race off turn two. Piling down and coming down into the back stretch. It is still Ernie Irvin at the point. Jack Sprague in second, but the battle is on for third. Robbie Gordon feeling the threat from Joe Rutman, who's got the inside line, and Rutman will take away third from Robbie Gordon as he washes up and slows down Bill Elliott, who's right behind him. I think what we're seeing is that high groove down in turns three and four is probably not the place to be. We've seen several drivers get a little loose up there, and once again, it's cost one a position. Robbie Gordon now falls back to the fourth spot, but Jack Sprague is now tightening up on Ernie Irvin for the lead. Sprague working on Irvin as they enter turn number one, now racing off two. He'll follow his tire tracks down the back straightaway. Into the back stretch once again, it is Ernie Irvin, just by half a truck length over Jack Sprague. Then it's about three truck lengths back to Joe Rutman, and then two back to Robbie Gordon in the fourth spot. Fifth is Bill Elliott and sixth now is Mike Skinner who's battling with Dave Rosendes as they exit turn four. Man, we almost had a big one going into turn number two. Brian Refner's truck got kicked out about 15 degrees and there's about 15 trucks running two and three deep right behind him. He was able to save it, Fred Armstrong, and if he had lost that one and turned around, it would have got about 10 or 12 of them. That started a four-wide scramble, Barney, down the back straightaway. Smoke, brakes, everybody just went elbows and hands all over the place trying to get back ride it again. It's amazing. Nobody made contact off turn two down the back chute as the leaders headed to turn three. Leaders coming into turn three and Sprague took a brief look to the inside. He's as close as he's been since the restart. He looked at the inside of Ernie Irvin trying to make that pass but Irvin shut the door and now they're headed toward the strike. Starting to cool down a little bit anyway. Uh, they're stretching out, kind of calming down from that uh, near miss up there and Fred, the really touchy part of that situation, the fact the point leader Ron Hornaday was right in the middle of it. He had to really get on the brakes hard, Joe coming off the corner, moved to the outside of the race track and again it was just kind of a lucky deal everybody just played their cards the way they were dealt off the corner they had to get on the brakes move to wherever they could see an opening on the racetrack Hornaday was one of those drivers that lucked out in a big way down the back chute and now you have a change for the lead as they enter turn three it is Jack Sprague who really dove deep into turn three and he's taking the lead away from Ernie Urban who tucks back behind the Quaker State Chevrolet Joe Rutman a very close third and let's see if he can hang on to it Jack Sprague currently is in front if he'll pin it to the bottom of the racetrack and make Ernie go around on the outside and that's what he's going to do in turn one 
Robbie Gordon, meanwhile, moves to the inside of Joe Rutman. He'll take the third spot away. The front four trucks go nose to tailgate off turn two down the back chute. Jack Sprague, only by half a truck length over Ernie Irvin. The top four trucks, single file formation down the back stretch. Robbie Gordon holds down the third spot, but Joe Rutman right there in fourth. And here comes Bill Elliott trying to make it a close fit. Up front, though, again, the race lead held by Jack Sprague. Fourth lead change of the day among four drivers. Sprague hangs on to it, but they've stacked up behind him. Ernie Irvin in second. Now he's feeling the heat of Robbie Gordon. Gordon dives to the inside in turn one. Gordon glues it right down to the white line. Irvin forced up to the top of the banking. Side by side for the second position as they race off turn two. Sprague's got to be loving this. He's starting to open up his lead now by about three truck lengths as Robbie Gordon and Ernie Irvin battle it out down the back stretch. They're still cab to cab as they'll come into turn three. Ernie will be on the high side. Robbie Gordon will stick his truck down low. And now Ernie making that high line work for him. He's got just half a truck length over Robbie Gordon as they head toward the trioval. Good piece of driving by Robbie Gordon. They bump a little bit as they come off the corner, and as they do, they separate. Now Joe Rutman has thoughts of sticking in his truck in there and making them three wide in turn number one. Gordon may be able to hang on to second place in turn two. Still side by side as Ernie Irvin works the outside of the banking. His truck working well to the top side. He'll get the edge off turn two down the back straightaway. Robbie Gordon appears comfortable in that Chevrolet as they exit turn two and come down the back stretch. He doesn't slide out at all. It gives Ernie plenty of racing room, and they're still cab to cab coming into turn three. Now Ernie likes this high line. They touch some smoke, tire smoke. Robbie Gordon spins in the middle of turn four. Ernie Irvin still under control. The rest of the field is coming down on Robbie Gordon, but he slides up toward the wall, did not make contact, brings the truck to a halt. Everybody's splitting the difference. There's more contact. One of them, I believe, is Ron Hornaday. I'm not sure of the paint job. You'll have to check on that, Barney. It could have been his teammate, but Robbie Gordon gets his truck underway once again. Yeah, Boy, they, a close call. You can almost see that coming. Those guys yeah, were racing can, so closely together. Yeah, that was gonna, bound to happen the way they'd been running door-to-door there for about three or four laps, and they just made a little contact up there, and Robbie Gordon's truck turned around. Give a call to a lot of the other truck drivers who who avoided making contact with him as they sit there in the middle of the racetrack for a few minutes. Uh, Ron Hornaday was had already cleared that uh, little scramble up there, so he gets away home free on that one for the moment. But Gordon falls back to the 22nd position. Looks like damage is minimal on the truck. We'll find out for sure in a moment. Green flag is out again here at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway as TV and radio brings you live coverage. Here's the field working up off turn number four. Jack Sprague, the race leader, coming down to the line in the second spot. Now Joe Rubin, they are side-by-side for third. Ernie Irvin hooked up there underneath. Bill Elliott, they're racing into turn one. Irvin gets by Elliott. Now Mike Waltrip tries to take advantage as Elliott is forced up the banking. Side-by-side now for the fourth position as they race off turn two down the back straightaway. Pouring into the back stretch at better than 170 miles an hour. It's Elliott to the outside trying to lead behind. Mike Walter, but he does that, and Elliott will bring along, I believe that is Mike Skinner right behind, in the lead, however, is still Jack Sprague over Joe Rubman, Ernie Irvin in third, Bill Elliott in fourth. The man on a mission right now is Ernie Irvin, after getting that little scrape up there a moment ago with Robbie Gordon, his truck was on pit road a moment ago, he has worked his way back up to third, Eli, any serious damage on it? No, Ernie said he just had a little bit of sheet metal on the left side that was crumpled in, but they feel the truck is running just fine, seems to be a little left rear damage also on Robbie Gordon's truck kind of crumpling in that truck bed area, but he too is up to speed, and we don't even see any telltale smoke behind those trucks. Another truck breakaway over in turn three. It looks good for Ernie Irvin in third, who really dove deep into turn three, trying to take Joe Rutman on the outside, but Joe blocking it is Sprague, Rutman, and Irvin, the top three trucks. Another truck goes behind the wall. Toby Butler, we saw a little puff of smoke out from the back of his Ken Schrader-owned truck going off into turn number one. Now he is behind the wall. The battle for the lead, a three-way tassel in turn one. Ernie 
Yervin starting to rumble. This time it's at the top of the banking. He'll squeeze around the outside of Joe Rutman. He goes after Sprague down the back shoot. Fight of the Fords going on for second. It'll be Rutman to the inside line. Irvin hugging the wall down the back stretch. But here comes Mike Skinner pushing Joe Rutman through turn three. You can throw Mike Bliss into the mix to his four truck. Rutman washes up and almost collects Ernie Irvin. That was a close moment. Ernie Irvin takes away second spot. Mike Skinner, whatever they did to that truck, it is sticking well at the bottom of the racetrack. He made a daring move going down the back straightaway. Just drove it right on in there, made it three deep, and it paid off to get him up into third place. Well, almost into third place. That's where he's scrambling right now. Got off the gas just a little bit too early, maybe, on the entrance of turn number one. Now he's going to have to hold on to position as Elliott moves to his outside down the back straightaway. Side by side down the back straightaway, and Elliott makes that forward work, and he's leaving behind Mike Skinner. Still your leader is Jack Sprague now with about four or five truck lengths over second place. Ernie Irvin, Joe Rutman sits in third, Bill Elliott in fourth. Brian Reffer now picks up the fifth position. He goes to the outside of Mike Skinner grabs that spot, leaves the lane open. Here's Michael Waltrip on the charge. We haven't talked much about him today, but suddenly now he's up to the sixth spot, also making the move by Mike Skinner. Dave Rosendi's also taking advantage as Skinner kind of backslides down the front straightaway. Skinner slides up the banking. Rosendi's moves to the inside, down the back straightaway. Skinner looked so strong just a few laps ago, and now he sits in seventh and tries to defend that position against Dave Rosendi's. Skinner able to pull away from Dave now by about two or three truck lengths, and again, Skinner will look to the inside of Mike Waltrip, trying to draw his Chevrolet alongside that uh, vehicle. Cannot do it. Walter holds down his spot. Good crowd of race fans here for the big event for the NASCAR Super Trucks here running this weekend here at the new Las Vegas Motor Speedway and they're being treated to some great outstanding racing. Now the tussle is on back there for seventh place over in turn two. Skinner looking at the inside. Meanwhile, for the fifth position, almost got it away from Mike Waltrip. Meanwhile, that seventh place battle is a good one. Mike Bliss wins it out in turn two. Down the back stretch, here they come. It is Brian Reffner, Mike Waltrip, and Mike Skinner, Dave Rosendis. Those four trucks nose the tailgate into turn three. Reffner still looking comfortable with Mike Waltrip running his tailgate. Skinner takes a lower line. Doesn't work for him this time around. Some great racing going on throughout the field. One of the best ones for the lead. Again, as Ernie Irvin has chased down Jack Sprague sizes him up, going into turn one, and now takes a low lane. Sprague drifts up the banking. Irvin takes advantage, puts the black Ford right down on the white line at the bottom of the racetrack, still side-by-side side for the lead. Ernie Irvin, one of the toughest customers on the tour, looks to the inside of Jack Sprague. They're cab-to-cab down the back stretch. Sprague will have just a brief advantage, but Irvin's got the better line. Ernie Irvin takes the lead away from Jack Sprague. Joe Rutman in third, and it is uh, Bill Elliott in fourth. The difference every time when Ernie Irvin has been able to get back up there and stay at the front of the field is his truck will stick at the bottom of the racetrack. He's made his passes every time going into the corner right in the middle of the turn, just driven it right down to the apron of the racetrack and was able to get around. The front three, you can almost measure about a foot or two between them as they work over to turn two. Nose to tailgate as they race off the second corner. Here's Irvin with about two truck links on him as they head down the back two. Ernie Irvin has got it hooked up with about three truck links now over Jack Sprague and here comes Joe Rubman in third. So Rubman looking to take second spot away from Jack Sprague. Currently, they are single file formation all the way around, turns three and four. Now it looks like Rubman maybe have been uh, saving something all afternoon. Suddenly he's turning up the wick a little bit, trying to come after Jack Sprague. Talked to him in the garage yesterday about all the years he's been involved in this sport and ask, uh, do you think you are still as good a racer as you always have been? Well, I think it kind of, you, 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 you put the table, turn the table on the guys, you know, because uh, they have to go back and tell their boss some old guy's beating them. So I, I don't think I'd want to do that if I was them. So uh, so in, on occasion, age has a has a benefit. And I think uh, when you turn the tables on the young boys, they they like to tease you about the age, and, and uh, hey, everybody gets old. There's no question about it. And, and uh, but it's fun to, to whip the guys, you know, uh, like to- uh, Toby and 
young guys like that that wants to make fun of you all the time. You know, you, you get even with them, you know. He's certainly not that old. 52 years of age. Still doing a great job in the Roush truck here. Running in the third spot over in turn two. Working on Jack Sprague as he works off turn two down the back straightaway. Rutman looks to the inside. Falls back in line. It is Joe Rutman right on the tailgate of that Quaker State Chevrolet. Joe's showing no signs of age right now as they come into turn three. Rutman able to put that forward on the bottom line. A brief uh, flame out of the Jack Sprague Quaker State. Nothing serious. However, Ernie Irvin still has the lead as those top three trucks fly toward the trioval. Ernie gets a little breathing room because Jack Sprague is having his hands full right now, just holding off Joe Rutman, trying to hold on to second place. That's allowed Ernie to sprint away just a little bit. Meanwhile, we're talking about Michael Walter. What a great run he is having. He started all the way back in 27th position. He's up in that lead pack over in turn two. Working on Brian Reffner now as he races off the corner. He'll take a quick peek to the outside as they shoot down the backstretch. Reffner came out of turn two a little bit weak, and that allowed Mike Waltrip to close the gap. So there knows the tailgate coming into turn three. But now Reffner regroups. Tailgate sliding just a little bit, but Brian's still in control of that 1-800-COLLECT-4. Ernie Irvin brings the field back down to the line as we close in on the closing laps of the race. Lap 113 of 175 now on the board. As far as the championship contenders, there's trouble up in turn four. Trying to get a number on the truck as he hits the wall. It's Scott Lagacy who lost it in turn four, simply going too quick. He was running by himself, no contact with other truck, but he gave the wall a good wallop with the front end of that uh, truck. And Lagacy is back underway, but he's got some body damage. Lagacy looped that truck over in turn four, brought it right back down onto the pit lane. Everyone safely made the move by, but we are under caution for the sixth time this afternoon. We're talking about the point contenders. Ron Hornaday up to the tenth spot now. Mike Scanner in seventh, and Jack Sprague is second. 22 trucks on the lead lap going back under the green flag. Ernie Irvin leads the way over Jack Sprague as they come down across the start-finish line. Joe Rutman rides third. Fourth now, Bill Elliott all swinging to the outside of the lap traffic in turn one. Ernie Irvin punching back into work again off turn number two. Jack Sprague looks to the inside as Irvin washes way high in the second corner. With Sprague working that low line coming out of turn two, and he uses it to his advantage down the back stretch, able to close up to about a truck length and a half behind Ernie Irvin. Joe Rutman sits in third. Bill Elliott will be fourth. In the fifth spot is Brian Refner. Right behind him is Mike Skinner. Can't really tell how good Bill Elliott's truck is here this afternoon. Elliott's just kind of played a waiting game, picked him off one by one to get himself up there. For the most part, this race has been dominated by two or three different trucks. Again, we thought we are going to have a lead change going down into turn number one, but Ernie Irvin takes him back over to turn two. Good battle for the fifth position as Mike Skinner goes high on the banking on the inside as Brian Refner side by side for fifth down the back chute. And they'll keep that position down the back chute, but now Skinner squirts ahead of Brian Refner, who's feeling the heat from Mike Waltrip. Again, this will be the battle for sixth, and now Refner able to dive down low into turn three, get in front of Mike Waltrip. Your leader is still Ernie Irvin. Ernie Irvin shows the way up off turn number four as they come down to complete lap 119, but Jack Sprague is all over his tailgate. Joe Ruppin now has cooled it a little bit, falls back in the third spot. Bill Elliott rides fourth, and again Mike Skinner sizes him up in turn one. Takes a look to the inside of the racetrack, but no room to make the move down low. Now Elliott slides up the banking. Skinner tries to squeeze to the bottom of the banking. Mike Skinner working on the Ford of Bill Elliott as they fly down the back stretch. Elliott with only half a truck in hand over Mike Skinner as they'll go nose to tailgate into turn three and now the top five trucks kind of bunch together as they exit turn four and head toward the trioval. 120 laps about to go up on the scoreboard here and a little further back in the field about 18th to 20th position they were three wide coming through turns three and four they are still that way as they work their back Kenny Schrader is one of those that was way out making them three wide in the corner let's follow that pack of traffic into turn one. Some of the lap trucks in there as well TJ Clark is a part of that as well as Rick 
Corelli. Everybody still running double wide off turn two down the back straightaway. It is a great bunch of trucks coming down the back stretch again. This is better than 170 miles an hour at the lead of that. It would appear that would be Daryl Waltrip, who's got uh, uh, Mike Bliss right behind him. Robbie Gordon is part of that mix. And so, too, is Kenny Schrader. And they still come out in a bunch, exiting turn four. I think what's really making that an interesting battle is Robbie Gordon trying to work his way back up to the pack after spinning several laps back and hitting the outside retaining wall. He dives to the inside of the lap truck of Daryl Waltrip in turn one now. Robbie Gordon trying to pick up some positions without cooking the tires too hard, and he does as he eases by to the inside, and now he shoots down the back chute. Robbie Gordon down the back stretch, but he's got his work cut out for him. If he wants to catch this lead pack, he's got quite a ways to go before he gets up with Ernie Irvin, Jack Sprague, and Joe Rubman. Field kind of stabilizes at the front of the pack right now as they work their way back down to the start-finish line and head off into turn number one. A moment ago, another truck went behind the wall. Nathan Butkey and I believe Eli Gold is in that vicinity. We are walking back to the garage area together. Nathan, what finally put you out? The engine started to let go. We could hear it go. You know, we've had a few problems there with the engines lately, and I could tell it just started going. The thing wasn't, you know, running real good. There wasn't any chance in crashing the thing. I'll tell you what, it's been a it's been a learning year this year, and we've had a lot of things happen to us, a lot of good things and bad things. And I'm looking forward to next year because I know we can improve everything a lot and hopefully get a truck ride and maybe run some bush races on super speedways. Good luck to you, Nathan Bunky. He, of course, took over midseason from Bobby Gill, who was going for Rookie of the Year honors on the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Leaders work their way back into turn number one. Ernie Irvin shows the way in the second spot. Now Jack Sprague, the guy who's really chopping his way through here. We talked about Robbie Gordon after going to the rear of the field. He has slung his way through the field and is now up to the 12th position, just getting by a couple of trucks, now drawing in on a few others as they head down into turn three. And they come into turn three, and it's Robbie Gordon. Again, he's got quite a distance to make up. Right behind Robbie Gordon would be Kenny Schrader, who, again, is driving for Darrell Waltrip uh, this race. And Schrader is right on the tailgate of Robbie Gordon as they exit turn four. Robbie Gordon, really a man on a mission right now, had a truck that maybe could have won. Ball trouble off turn four. Ron Barfield breaks loose, spins down off the banking into the infield grass right here on the front straightaway. Barfield got a little tap, it looks like, spins down off the racetrack under his own and uh, may have had some damage to the right rear of the truck, but he refires it now and drives off. The caution flag is not displayed as Barfield will just make his way back over to the pit lane. Race will stay under green flag conditions as the leader comes off turn number four, crosses the stripe, and will put 125 laps on the scoreboard. That'll be Ernie Irvin. He is ahead now by about a half a second. We'll give you a uh, rate here of the, car, the trucks that have gone to the garage area. Nathan Bucky we heard from just a moment ago. Toby Butler is out of the race. Bob Rizzo, Walker Evans, Ted Musgrave, Jeff Bodine, Ricky Johnson, and Kelly Kerry Irvin are some of the Terry uh, are some of the truck drivers that are out. Kenny. I can't write, I can't spell, I can't read. I'm in bad shape, man. We've had five lead changes today among four drivers. Brian Reffner started on the bush pole today. Joe Rutman took over on the first lap, led one circuit. Then Jack Sprague came by on the second lap. Ernie Irvin took over for the first time on lap 57. Then Sprague came back on lap 96. And Irvin regained the lead on lap 109. He's still out in front now and is stretching out that margin. Joe Rutman, meanwhile, working on the second position. Here's Jack Sprague having to defend to the inside of the racetrack. Rutman on the move down the back chute. Still single file down that back stretch. Sprague holding down the second spot. Rudman in third. Bill Elliott will be in fourth. And it's Mike Skinner in fifth. About half a truck length separating each of those trucks as they come through turns three and four. Good and strong. Ernie Irvin with a big lead on his way to the stripe. Ernie Irvin bounces away now by about a second and a half over Jack Sprague. 
As he works his way back into the corner, Jack's got his hands full again. Joe Rutman has been all over him inside and outside. Still can't get around him over in turn two. Bill Elliott joins that battle now. Three trucks will go at it for the second position. Here is Sprague trying to defend the spot off turn two. Coming down and out of turn two and down the back stretch. It is still Sprague with only half a truck length over Joe Rutman. Now, Joe said at the halfway break he may have a little bit more motor. If he's got it, it's about time to show it. He looks to the inside of Jack Sprague but cannot pull off the pass. The Quaker State Chevrolet is still in second. That is the hottest battle on the racetrack now for the second spot. Joe Rutman sizing up Jack Sprague. First look to the inside. Now Rutman drives up the banking in turn one. Looks for a chance to go by, but Sprague will block him there as well. Inside lane is shut down by the Bob Brevac truck as well, so everybody forced up to the top of the banking. They'll head single file off turn two down the back straightaway. So far, it would appear that Joe Rutman has the handling in that Ford, but perhaps not the horsepower to get past that Chevrolet of Jack Sprague. Again, they dive down into turn three. Jack Sprague using the low line now slides up a little bit to the middle groove and slides out high out of turn four. It's still Jack Sprague in control of that fight. Still a big break for leader Ernie Irvin as long as those two scramble inside, outside of each other. It's going to allow him to get away just a little bit more. Brian Refner is where the race is going on, and that will be for sixth place over in turn two. Holding off Michael Waltrip as Refner tries to glue his Ford to the inside of the racetrack. Waltrip works well down low, tries to steal the inside lane away off turn two. And Refner gets a good bite coming out of turn two, able to stretch his advantage over Mike Waltrip just a bit, but here comes Mike Waltrip coming back into turn three. Waltrip starts to slide high. Came into turn three just a bit too hot, and he slides a little bit high, and this gives the inside look to Dave Resendiz as they exit turn four. This is the race for the seventh position as they come back down to the line. Michael Waltrip trying to hold off Dave Resendiz, who started way back in the 22nd spot. Right behind them, Mike Bliss making a three-way tussle, headed back into turn one. Refner still trying to hold off Waltrip as well as they race into the first corner. This time, Mike Waltrip thinks to go high. He'll race to the outside of the racetrack off turn two. It is Refner, Waltrip, and Resendiz. About a truck link separating those three trucks all the way down the back stretch. Refner will try to defend his position as they come in to turn three, and he does. Takes a nice low line, blocking Michael Waltrip. Again, Mike just lets that tail slide ever so slightly, and again, looks to the inside of Brian Refner as they head towards the strike. 131 laps are on the board. Let's go down to pit road. Ronnie Silver is here in Las Vegas. He's working as the crew chief for Michael Waltrip on the truck. What's Michael saying? The seventh place run's not that bad right now. No, we're running awful good at Eli, but we, we picked the wrong gear. We put an 11 in it, should have had a 400. I believe he could be up there in the front of it if he got the right gear. That's one thing everybody having to deal with, the new track blues, if you will. The track is just fine, but gear selection oftentimes a bit of a roll of the dice, and I'm afraid that guy came up snake eyes. He's just lost another position as Dave Resendiz went by Michael Waltrip and Mike Bliss closing in as well. 132 laps are complete, 43 to go in the Las Vegas 420. Ernie Irvin again has stretched out that lead. He's out front by two and a half seconds over Jack Sprague. Joe Rutman still stays with him. Bill Elliott in that mix and Mike Skinner. That's a pretty good battle from the second spot on back in turn three. And coming into turn three, it is still Jack Sprague again, putting that Quaker State Chevrolet lower and lower in his entrance to turn three, blocking and frustrating Joe Rutman, I'm sure, as they exit turn four. That's a good scramble to watch all the way around this racetrack and has been for about ten consistent laps right now. Rutman will look down to the inside of Jack Sprague. He tries to get around him on the outside. And now the caution is coming onto the racetrack as they feel heads back down into turn number one. It will come out at lap 133. This is a competition caution, an opportunity for the trucks to come in and refuel and also make some final adjustments for the final 42 laps. 
Trucks have made their way down along the pit lane for their final stop before the closing laps of the race this afternoon. Let's check in first with Eli Gold. The race leader, Ernie Irvin, they're cleaning the grill, replacing some of the tape, a couple of cannons of Unical racing fuel. Routine stops all up and down the line here. Larry Nastin. Ron Hornaday is bringing his point championship leading Napa United Brake System Chevrolet to the attention of Doug Williams and the crew around the Unical gasoline. Just a little air pressure adjustment, and they're going to send Ron Hornaday off and on his way for the quest for the NASCAR Craft. Truck Series Championship. Most of the service being complete. A lot of the trucks already making their way down the pit lane and joining the field. And, of course, they'll go back out the same way they came in with Ernie Irvin showing the way. Well, no one more excited about seeing a great race to wrap up the uh, second full season of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series than Phil Bauer, the Craftsman brand manager. You guys have to be very, very proud of what's happened here. We're very proud. It's uh, something unique to motorsports. What was going on when finally the decision was made for you guys to tie into this thing? Obviously, whoever made that decision and said, yes, let's do it, it's got to be really happy today with that decision. Oh, we're, we're really pleased. It's, uh, the, the, the trucks are fantastic, uh, the drivers are fantastic, and the fans are super. Customers uh, feeding back a lot, uh, their pleasure of uh, you sponsoring the series? They love it. Uh, people who use Craftsman Tools are really big racing fans, and this is our way of giving something back to our loyal customers. I bet we find a lot of Craftsman Tools down there in the garage area, too. We sure do. A lot of the teams use them, and uh, they're working well for them. We've uh, heard uh, some word about uh, what's going to happen next year. No full schedule released as of yet for the Craftsman Truck Series, but I know it's going to be another fantastic season. It's going to be a super year starting in uh, Orlando in January. All right, we can't wait, and it's only uh, several weeks away, really, when you talk about Christmas and the holidays and all. We'll be there. It's coming up quick. Phil, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for being a part of our TV and radio broadcast and, of course, this NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Thank you. All right, Phil Bauer, the Craftsman brand manager, joining us here this afternoon. Craftsman Tools, of course, being involved with this truck series since its beginning two years ago. Boy, as we were talking before, Barney, it's come a long ways. Yeah, I think this uh, is one of the most solid it's unreal for a new series of racing to, to suddenly just pop up like this did and have the success that the Craftsman Truck Series has had in the last couple of years. But I don't see anything but good things for it in the coming years. In fact, it's going to be a whale of a finish here this afternoon. As the race has gone on, maybe you've noticed the same thing I have. In the first 20 or 30 laps, everybody kind of got strung out, feeling out the racetrack. A few guys were really having problems. They made the pit stop, made a few adjustments here and there. The trucks got running a little bit closer. And as we approached the halfway point, we had five and six up in the lead pack. Now I think we're going to have about eight or ten up there for the shootout when the final laps come down here. As they say, they've taken the gloves off now. It's come down to, hey, this is the last race of the year. I haven't won a race yet. In the case of uh, the point contenders, I want to wrap this thing up and do the best I can. So suddenly now it's all on the line, 39 laps to go. Today's broadcast of the Las Vegas 420 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing to TBN Radio, a division of the Motor Racing Network, solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description that accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and TBN Radio is prohibited. I think we ought to give a call to Ron Hornaday. He has done exactly what he needs to do here today, and you know him better than I do because you follow the series all year, and apparently he's a racer. He's here to win. He wants to win, but uh, today he's doing what he needs to do to win to clinch the championship. I'll say he's the man who will stand on the button, as, uh, as Jim Phillips would say. He'll put it out there and go. A lot of times in some of these short tracks, uh, he told us in the pre-race, he says, well, guys, I'm going to be kind of easy in the opening stages of the race. I'm going to bide my time and wait for the opportunity, but every time the green flag falls, Ron Hornaday is the first one to jump down on the grass or up on the outside and 
make a pass. He's done it several times this year, and of course it's paid off with uh, some uh, some fine finishes for him and the series point lead. As it stands now, Hornaday is in the 11th position. That would do the job for winning him the championship, no matter what Jack Sprague or Mike Skinner uh, do here in this uh, in this event. Sprague now posted in the second spot, and Skinner is in the fifth position. We're about to go back under the green flag. There's 39 laps to go. Pace truck hits pit road, and they get a good slow start. Coming off turn number four, waiting for the green flag to go in the air. It is up, and Ernie Irvin, the leader, heads for turn number one. Jack Sprague lines up in the number two position, followed by Joe Rutman, and Bill Elliott continues to sneak up there just ever so easy as this race comes down to its conclusion. They're in turn two. Winding it back up to full song again, racing off the second corner now. Big time scramble as the lap cars mix it up with the leaders off turn two down the back straightaway. And Ernie Irvin has that team Hot Wheels Ford in the lead by a bunch. About six truck links over Jack Sprague in second. And now for third is Joe Rubman. He's got a slower truck to his inside. Bill Elliott will have to fall back in line behind Joe Rubman. And behind Elliott is Skinner, Refner, and Mike Waltrip. That other truck is Ron Barfield, who spun out a while ago, trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap. He gets by Joe Rutman and allows Bill Elliott now to close in on Rutman. This would be the third-place battle. It's up in turn one. Elliott looks to the inside of Rutman. Rutman thinking about going high, but Barfield's truck blocks the middle lane, so everybody lays low into the middle of the racetrack off turn two. Fight for third is still on down the backstretch. It is Joe Rutman being frustrated by Ron Barfield all the way down that backstretch. Bill Elliott right on Rutman's tail behind Elliott would be Mike Skinner. The impatience shown on that Goodwin Chevrolet as Skinner takes her down low to the inside of Bill Elliott, but cannot pull off the pass this time around. 139 laps of the 175 go up on the scoreboard. If you've got anything left, you better get on it and get with it in a hurry. You can't afford to get back there in some of those lap cars and have to thread your way to the front. The front two are over in turn two. Jack Sprague has chopped that distance now down to two truck lengths off the second corner, down the back straightaway. No doubt about it, Jack Sprague is closing the gap in that Quaker State Chevrolet down the back stretch trying to reel in the leader Ernie Irvin. Irvin slides a little high into turn three and Jack Sprague able to reel him in. Now only half a truck length separate the two top spots. Ernie Irvin bringing him out of turn four toward the trioval. Sprague tightens up for a few moments in the middle of the turn but now again Ernie Irvin stretches out the lead. Back for the sixth spot. That was a good one for a while. Now Michael Waltrip has made the pass by Brian Refter. Has left Refter on the outside lane and Fred everybody's going by him. Yeah Dave Resendi's on the inside of the racetrack now feeling some pressure from Mike Bliss as well. Here's Refner. He'll try to go high. Squeezes to the outside of the banking. Still side by side. Refner tried to take another shot at Dave Rosendis. Cannot do it. Rosendis is down the backstretch and gone. So that fight now is between Refner and Mike Bliss. And you can throw Robbie Gordon in that mix. But now the slide. It is Bliss. He's sideways all the way. Turns three and four. He keeps it off the wall. Amazing drive. He's still sliding all the way through turns four. Now he's going to loop it all the way around. The field coming down on Mike Bliss. Flames belching out of the exhaust of that Ford. But Bliss has got her down on the apron. He's turned her around the right way, and he's back underway. Talk about a good piece of driving. He had it <laughs> saved, then he didn't have it saved, then he had it saved again. It got away one more time. Three different times that truck broke sideways, and all three times he saved it. Saved it. The fourth time, he's gone. Yeah, it spun completely around, but he did keep the truck off the wall, was able to refire it and drive away, so he lost several positions, but he did save the truck. We're under caution for the seventh time this afternoon at lap 141. Hey, we're about a half lap from going back under the green flag here at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Problems for Mike Bliss. Let's go to Eli Gold. Barry Dodson, the crew chief, he just brought the truck in. They looked it over. How bad do the tires look? Well, they don't look great, but if they're definitely not flat spotted, it's a five-lap penalty. And, you know, we're in a points race, too. We can't afford it. 
So the bottom line is they did not change the Goodyear radials. They'll run with what they've got on that truck going down the stretch. Now the way the rules are set up, NASCAR officials check out the tires. If they determine there was a flat spot, they would let them change. If there was any danger possibly of a, of a cut tire or whatever, but they decided it was not. So Bliss falls back in the field in the 16th position as we're going back under the green. Green flag goes back in the air and they roll back into the throttle in a hurry. Ernie Irvin, Jack Sprague, and... Joe Rutman get at it down in turn number one. This time Jack Sprague gets a good run down the front straightaway. Tried to make a move on Irvin. Irvin now to the top of the banking. Ron Barfield's lap truck on the inside as they race off two. Irvin looks very impressive coming out of turn two and down the backstretch. Seems to be able to just pull away from Jack Sprague. But now Jack probably has a little bit better handling. What's happening now is Ron Barfield gets to the inside of Ernie Irvin. Slows Ernie up just a bit. Irvin has got to ride the high outside line all the way around turns three and four. And that lets Jack Sprague close the gap. Also lets Ron Barfield working him there. Barfield a lap down after spinning early on, driving Bill Elliott's truck. He's right up alongside Ernie Irvin, giving him a handful down in turn one. Barfield's lap machine actually beating Irvin into the corner. Barfield on the inside of the banking. Sprague back in the second spot, trying to move to the inside of Irvin. Can't do it there. Ernie Irvin doing it the hard way as Ron Barfield has that inside line. They're still side by side all the way down the back stretch. Again, Barfield trying to unlap himself from Ernie Irvin. Irvin in the second in the series as Barfield will lead the field all the way through Turns three and four. Jack Sprague looking to that low line. And Jack Sprague trying to take advantage of that. What he's hoping to do is for Ron Barfield to kind of get Ernie high in the groove going into the corner, trying to get his lap back, and then he'll dive down there and get under him and grab the lead, and that may happen in turn one. Jack Sprague dives down to the bottom of the racetrack. Ernie Irvin is up high. Ron Barfield, the spoiler in this mix. Now side by side for the lead off turn two. Coming off turn two and down the back stretch. It'll be Barfield just in front of the side-by-side battle for the lead. Jack Sprague and Ernie Irvin and give the lead to Jack Sprague. Sprague diving down low into turn three. He'll bring Joe Rutman with him in second spot. Ernie Irvin falls back to third. Lead changes for the sixth time this afternoon as Ron Barfield opened the lane underneath Ernie Irvin. Jack Sprague came by. Here's Joe Rutman making the pass. Sprague leads. Rutman is second. Irvin is third. They're three wide for fourth. Michael Waltrip on the inside of the racetrack. Mike Skinner in the middle of the racetrack and Bill Elliott on the top of the banking. Give Waltrip the position off turn two. Elliott trying to clear Mike Skinner. Can not do it out of turn two. Skinner will sneak right in front of Bill Elliott down the back stretch. And here comes Robbie Gordon to the inside of Mike Skinner. Again, this is the battle for about six positions. Skinner slides up high in turn three. He's going to try to keep it off the wall. He's a little bit sideways. Mike Skinner in the good red Chevrolet sliding it sideways all the way turns three and four. He's back under control and off the wall. Boy, what a piece of driving. Now, he was up in the loose stuff, and when you just lose traction up there, that rear end's going to come around, but he come out of the throttle and got it corrected, kept it off the wall also, and will be able to continue, but he's lost a lot of positions. He's over in turn two. Also losing a lot of positions is Ernie Irvin. He just came off the throttle on the entrance of turn number two. He's lost about five spots coming down the back straightaway. Now your leaders come into turn three. It is Jack Sprague. Ron Barfield, the lap truck right behind him. And here comes Joe Rutman in second. Looking to the inside of Barfield to dispose of him and chase down Jack Sprague. Joe Rutman dives to the inside of Barfield. Gets by him now. Gets within a eye shot of the race leader. Meanwhile, Ernie Irvin, who was leading this race, had as much as a five and a half second lead at one time, now slows on the racetrack, makes his way down the pit lane. Obviously something broke as Irvin is going to take that truck behind the wall. Jack Sprague, though, has a five-truck length lead on Joe Rutman on the back straightaway. As we said, it's time to take the gloves off, and that's just what Jack Sprague is doing, trying to open up his lead over Joe Rutman, but cannot do it. Joe closes the gap coming into turn 
Lawrence, three and four. Only three truck lengths separate the top two spots. Mike Waltrip now sits in third. 150 laps about to go on the scoreboard. It'll give us 25 to go for leader Jack Sprague as he works his way back into turn number one. Joe Rutman rides in the number two position. The scramble is going to be from third place on back. Mike Waltrip trying to hold off a whole bunch of cars in one of those. Robbie Gordon, he's picked his way up to the fourth position. Right behind Gordon is Bill Elliott as they race off turn two. Never say die. Robbie Gordon finds himself in fourth position looking to the inside of Mike Waltrip for third. They come nose to tailgate into turn three. Again, they've got the lap truck of Ron Barfield right in front of him. This will block Mike Waltrip just for a bit. In fact, Gordon taps Mike Waltrip. Gets him a little bit out of shape. Waltrip sideways coming out of turn four. Robbie Gordon right behind. Michael Waltrip fishtail a little bit coming up off the turn. Opens up the inside lane. Bill Elliott marches by. Gordon goes by. Also, Dave Resendez makes the pass down in turn one. At lap 151, though, it's Jack Sprague showing the way by two-tenths of a second over Joe Rutman, Bill Elliott, Michael Waltrip, and Robbie Gordon. Still under the green flag, lap 153 as Jack Sprague shows the way, and Ernie Irvin has taken his truck back behind the wall. He certainly has. The Hot Wheels Ford is down here. Ernie, what happened? You were running so strong. Well, I mean, something happened to the motor, and, um, you know, it's just a a new program for um, Robert and all the boys and Doug and and all them guys, and, you know, all these guys have uh, been building motors all year, so, you know, uh, we're going to have a little bit of learning curve, but um, I tell you, it was running awesome. How is it out there? How tough is the competition? It seems like it's really quick. Well, I mean, it, the competition's pretty tough. It's, uh, you know, we had a truck that we could stretch out the lead pretty easy, and, um, you know, just during a, during a restart, they'd be able to stay up, and, you know, I, I think the motor was just laying down, you know, basically the whole race, we lost about 500 RPMs, but, you know, I tell you, the guys did a great job, and, you know, this race team, um, my truck team, a lot of people think that it's not very good, but I think we showed this weekend that it is. That's Ernie Irvin. He'll be out of the rest of the afternoon. We're in the final 20 laps of the Las Vegas 420. And from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, this is TBN Radio. In the final 20 laps of the Las Vegas 420, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series finale this afternoon here at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. 18 laps to go now. Let's take you back through the field. Jack Sprague has a two-tenths of a second lead on Joe Rutman. Third is Bill Elliott. Fourth is Michael Waltrip. And fifth is Robbie Gordon. Dave Resendez runs sixth with Brian Reffner in seventh. Jay Sauter is eighth. Ninth is Ken. Schrader in 10th is Mike Skinner. The series point leader, Ron Hornaday, now running 11th. Butch Miller is 12th. Rich Bickle, 13th. 14th, Rick Corelli. And 15th is Mike Bliss. 16th is Steve Park. 17th, Doug George. Jimmy Hensley runs 18th. 19th is Bob Keselowski. And 20th is Ron Barfield. 19 trucks on the lead lap. Keselowski being the last of those. Barfield one lap down in 20th. Daryl Waltrip, 21st. 22nd is Harry Gantt, 23rd. Kenny Hendrick, 24th is Andy Mitchner. Bob Brevac is 25th. Ernie Irvin now sits behind the wall. Mike Chase would be in the 26th spot. 27th now would be T.J. Clark. John Nemechek, who's been on and off pit road the last few laps, is 28th. 29th now is A.J. Foyd. We have nine trucks behind the wall. And we had a heck of a scramble back there for fourth and fifth place just a moment ago, and it looked like Michael Waltrip got in trouble over in front of Fred Armstrong and drifted up high. He's going to lose a couple of spots. As they come by, it'll be Jack Sprague in front. Joe Rutman rides second. Bill Elliott's third. A ways back now to Robbie Gordon in fourth. And Dave Resend is in fifth. But from sixth place on back, that is one whale of a race going into turn two. Last time by, Mike Waltrip got way up to the top of the banking. Smoke smoke boiling off of his tires. He lost a couple of positions trying to gain it back now. Side by side behind Mike Waltrip for the sixth spot. Coming down the back stretch is Mike Waltrip. Now he's able to open up that gap over himself and Brian Reffner. Right behind Reffner would be Kenny Schrader. Meanwhile, the battle starts to heat up for the lead as the top three trucks 
head toward the tri-oval. Joe Rutman definitely is reeling in Jack's break here in the closing laps. Only 15 to go as they cross the line. Rutman a couple of truck lengths behind Jack Sprague. Elliott only a truck length and a half behind him in third. Easing up on the rear deck now of, of Joe Rutman as they race into the first corner. They'll race off turn number two down the back straightaway. Single file as they head the backstretch. Top three trucks are broken away from the fourth spot of Rubble off turn number two. Jay Sauter spins to the outside of the racetrack, does not contact the wall, hits the brake, slides through the grass. Sod spilling all over the place as he moves to the inside of the racetrack and across the access road from the pit lane. Now Jay Sauter refires his truck, spins the tires, he kills the motor, but a scary moment for Jay Sauter as he lost control just coming into turn number two. Sauter now again trying to refire his truck, but he's well out of harm's way. And this race looks like it's going to remain under green flag conditions. The truck just spun around, came down toward the apron of the racetrack, and that's where it is right now. 161 laps are on the board. They're winding down in a hurry. 175 will complete the loss Vegas 420 here at the beautiful new Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Watching the battle for the lead right now as they come off turn number four. This time, Jack Sprague, the leader, will have to move around one of the lap trucks down to the inside. That will be Bob Brevac. Now they're saying that there is some debris on the racetrack from the spin over there. Also, the uh, truck of Jay Sauter still sitting on the inside of the racetrack. So the caution flag is coming out here at lap 162. That's going to give us a 12-lap shootout for the finish. So caution is on the racetrack as Jay Sauter spun off turn two, tried to get the truck refired, but it would not start, and so they'll have to give him some assistance in bringing that truck back in. Only 11 laps remaining in the Las Vegas 420 this afternoon. Jack Sprague over Joe Rutman, Bill Elliott, Robbie Gordon, and Dave Resendez. They work their way by the lap traffic off turn two and down the back straightaway. Flying down the back stretch, it is Jack Sprague in the top spot with about three truck lengths over Joe Rutman, who's feeling the heat from Bill Elliott. And Robbie Gordon is right behind Elliott. Top four trucks now sweeping through turns three and four. It is still Sprague at the point. Joe Rutman, a very close second. Well, you're not going to give this one to anybody in that final ten laps. As strong as Jack Sprague has been, Joe Rutman's been able to hang right with him. Bill Elliott's picked his way up there. Robbie Gordon and Dave Resendez all within a truck length of each other with just 10 laps to go as they swing over to turn two. Rutman hooks a toe on Sprague through the second corner now heading onto the back straightaway. The front five trucks all single file. Sprague, Rutman, Elliott and Robbie Gordon. Dave Resendez in that mix. Top five single file down the back stretch. Now Sprague able to open it up down the stretch by about two truck lengths but Rutman can close the gap through the corners. Rutman looking very strong in second. Bill Elliott washes up just a bit and he's still holding down the third position. Boy, they're getting ready to roll the dice here in the final laps. Nine to go. The front five, the front six trucks, nose to tailgate, all following Jack Sprague. Sprague leads him into the first corner, tucks it down to the inside of the racetrack, now eases up to the middle of the banking. Now Robbie Gordon on the move. He looks to the inside of Bill Elliott. And now Dave Rosendi's trying to take away fourth from Robbie Gordon as he tucks back into line down the back stretch. Rosendi's looks very good through the corners. He may try it again as they come through turn three. Robbie Gordon punches the button, trying to distance himself from Dave Rosendi's. Rosendi's working that outside line, tries to pull alongside Robbie Gordon as they exit turn four. He won't be able to do it. Now, the big advantage that Jack Sprague has, his truck will stick at the bottom of the racetrack. So he's going to make anybody that tries to get around him go around on the outside, and that's going to be awfully hard to do. He takes them back to turn two. Motor again to the first corner. Here's Joe Rutman looking to the top of the banking. This time, the leader goes right down the middle of the banking. Here's Sprague off the second corner, down the back straightaway. Jack Sprague enjoying a lot of horsepower down the back stretch. Now he takes a completely different line down the back stretch. Really hugged that white painted line to the uh, left side of the back stretch. Why he did that, I don't know. For Perhaps he thought it would be an advantage, but Joe Rutman able to close the gap through turns three and four. He's only a truck length behind. Rutman riding along in the second spot. Right behind him is Bill Elliott in third. Fourth is Robbie Gordon. Fifth now is side by side 
Brad Resendez went a little wide. Michael Waltrip's on the charge there. Waltrip's red and white truck on the inside of the racetrack. He'll ease by Resendez. Now Resendez battles back to the bottom of the banking, but can't get by. They're on the backstretch. Top three trucks, single file, down the backstretch. Now, last time around, perhaps Sprague was trying to break some kind of draft. This time, he hugs the wall down the backstretch. Has about two truck links over Joe Rubman in second. Bill Elliott, right there in third, could pass any time. Fourth is Robbie Gordon. Mike Waltrip right on his tail. The front three now break away just a little bit from that fourth place battle, which is still door-to-door. Michael Waltrip down to the inside. Robbie Gordon on the outside. Dave Resendez sits right behind him, hoping to split those two down in turn number one. Side-by-side for the fourth position. Waltrip on the inside. Robbie Gordon to the top of the banking. They'll stay side-by-side as they flank each other off the second corner down the back chute. Two-truck battle for fourth. Give it to Mike Waltrip, who holds down that position. Resendez now trying to get around Robbie Gordon for fifth. They'll be cab-to-cab coming into turn three. Gordon riding the high side as Dave Resendez tries to plant his Ford down low. Gets a little bit loose. He's getting a little bit of help from Mike Skinner from behind. Those top three trucks battling it out for fifth. But can anybody do anything with Jack Sprague? We're in the final five laps, and this is what NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Racing is all about. Sprague has two truck links. That's a margin over Joe Rutman and Bill Elliott. This time, Rutman tries to glue it down to the bottom of the racetrack. Maybe gains a truck link on him as they race off turn two and down the back straightaway. Can Joe Rutman catch Jack Sprague? Down the back stretch, it wouldn't seem so. Sprague with two truck links in hand. Again, keeps it very low through turns three and four. Sprague showing no signs of handling problems. He looks very good in the Quaker State Chevrolet. Joe Rutman is in second. Bill Elliott in third. Jack's been able to do this all day long. As we said, the truck will go anywhere he wants it to. He can take the entrance into the corner and off the corner that he desires right now because as he works over to you, Fred Armstrong, clear sailing, dead ahead, no traffic in front of him at all. Jack Sprague eases it, lets it drift up to the middle of the banking wherever the tires want to hunt. That's where Jack Sprague can drive his truck. He's on the backstretch. Does Joe Rubin have anything left for Jack Sprague? He's still got that two-truck length advantage. Jack Sprague does in the Quaker State Chevrolet into turn three. Joe Rubin sliding just a little bit through turn three in second, and now Bill Elliott takes a little higher line. He's trying to get around Joe Rubin for second. Bill Elliott might be able to do something with Joe Rubin for the second spot, but it looks like no one's going to have anything for Jack Sprague. His lead now, nearly four-tenths of a second over that ongoing second-place battle. We've got three laps to go. Elliott working on Rutman into the first corner, looked to the top of the banking, then went low. Now, single file off the second turn down the back chute. Sprague has the handling and he has the horsepower. When you got those two things, you don't need much else. Down the back stretch he comes. Perhaps now three truck lengths over Joe Rutman. So now the fight comes for second spot. Again, Bill Elliott in third, looks to the high line, trying to draw alongside Joe Rutman. Cannot do it this time around. Caps are winding down. They'll put 173 on the scoreboard this time. It's Jack Sprague by two truck lengths over Joe Rutman. And right now, Bill Elliott trying to take second place away from Joe Rutman. A little ways back rides Michael Waltrip all by himself in fourth. Dave Resent is his fifth. Pretty good gap there also. The leaders are over in turn two. Second place battle, still a good one. Off the second corner, down the back straightaway, single file. Carbon copy of the last lap. It is still Jack Sprague at the point in the top spot. Three truck links in hand over Joe Rubman. But now, Elliott pressuring Rubman into turn three. Elliott right on the rear bumper of Joe Rubman. Again, tries that high line, but Rubman making that low groove work for him. Bill Elliott knows he probably has no chance of catching Jack Sprague, but he does have a chance of getting second place. He's going for it right now around the outside. He got it down in turn number one and did it the hard way. Joe Rutman to the inside of the racetrack, almost overtaken by Michael Waltrip. Tries to glue it down to the inside of the racetrack and grab second away. He can't do it as he races off the second 
corner. Coming down the back stretch, it is Jack Sprague in the top position. Here comes Bill Elliott in second. Does he have anything for Sprague? He's certainly closing ground in a hurry. Here comes Sprague down to the middle line now, trying to block Bill Elliott. Joe Rutman in third, Mike Waltrip in fourth. Coming down for the checkered flag off turn number four. Elliott's not going to be able to catch him. Jack Sprague comes across the line, wins his fifth NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race of the year. Second is Bill Elliott. Third, nearly a collision there between the truck of Joe Rutman and Michael Waltrip as Waltrip tried to make the move down to the inside, but Rutman gets third. Fourth is Michael Waltrip, and fifth is Dave Resendez. Ron Hornaday, the point leader. He is now the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion, finishing in the 10th position. Let's go to his pit. Well, Doug Williams, a very happy Napa Chevrolet. Dale Earnhardt comes into the picture. Dale, Doug, you guys put it together and won the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series championship. I'll tell you what, Larry, this Napa United Chevrolet team has done one heck of a job this year. We, uh, we've had uh, our ups and downs, but we've got a heck of a driver and a boss and uh, our engine builder, Dennis Fisher. We want to thank all the families for supporting us. And, uh, you know, it's just a wonderful thing. We're just overwhelmed. And uh, Ron Ron today is a real champion. Uh, Teresa Earnhardt is here. Teresa, congratulations on NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Championship for you. Oh, thank you. They've worked so hard, and it's just wonderful to be here and finally it, for it all to be over. Uh, it is done. Ron Hornaday is the 1996 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion. He wins unofficially by 53 points over the second-place truck, which turns out to be Jack Sprague with Mike Skinner finishing in the third spot. But the winner of the race, Jack Sprague, Bill Elliott was second, Joe Rubman third, fourth, Michael Walter been fifth, Dave Resendez. We'll talk to the winner of the race, some of the other top finishers, and the 1996 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion in a moment. Jack Sprague scores his fifth NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race of the year. Let's go to victory lane. Jack has just climbed from that Quaker State truck. Big old smile on his face. The first full Truck Series event here, and your name's in the victory lane books. Congratulations. Well, I'll tell you what. All the credit goes to the crew, Dennis Connor and the whole crew and the Quaker State team. Everybody at Kendrick Motorsports has done me a fantastic job all year. This has honestly been the best year of my life. I couldn't be happier. I couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, second the points. Next year, they better watch out because we're coming after them. Let's talk about today's race. You had to hold off some pretty darn strong trucks all afternoon. Any concerns, and how much adjustment did you guys have to do on this machine? Well, we, they, Dennis and the guys loosened the thing up every time we stopped. We kept getting tight, 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 and Ernie was awful good. I think he broke a motor, but uh, I'm not sure I had anything for him, although when we made that last adjustment, we were running about the same time as he was leading. So it would have been a good race, but uh, Ernie was awful tough. We knew the Fords were going to be tough anyway, but, uh, hey, we won this thing. And we talked on the pre-race segment of our broadcast about this could well be a Jack Sprague kind of track. You've done well on those tracks where we haven't seen a ton of banking this year, and this was very much your kind of place. Well, it is, and I don't know why. It's just kind of the way it worked out. But, uh, hey, I'm proud of our short track program. It's come along, and our road course program, and our speedway stuff's always been there. So I can't wait till next year. Long way from Concord, North Carolina. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Rick. Five times the man is in victory lane. He said thanks to Rick Hendrick, the truck owner, and big smile for Jack Sprague. Did a great job here today. Right now, let's go down to Larry Nashton and see if he's caught up with the champion. Well, we certainly have caught up with the champion, Ron Hornaday Jr., giving a hug to crew chief Doug Williams. In the Camaro is Lindy Hornaday, Ron's wife, Teresa Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt. Hey, champion, come over here. Ron Hornaday, you were a bundle of nerves coming in. Dale calmed you on the radio. He helped you so much to get this championship, and you are now finally the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion. I don't know if uh, he calmed me down or I calmed him down. If you would have heard, heard his voice on there, I tell you what, uh, my crew, I take my hats off. They're one heck of a crew. Uh, it, it takes a whole package, and we got it. Napa Chevrolet, Action Collectibles, number one in die cast. 
And uh, I'll tell you what, Goodyear, one set of tires the whole race. Unbelievable. We just had one stop. It's a, a great feeling, I tell you. I'm just glad to wrap it up here at Las Vegas Speedway. And uh, we're going to be back next year. I love this track. Ron, what does the championship mean to you now? Obviously, it changes a whole bunch of things in your life. Heck, that's a hard one to answer. It might probably sneak into me all morning, but right now, it's the greatest thing of my life. I'll tell you what, uh, sit there counting laps and counting laps. and <clears throat> I, I didn't even know how many laps the, the race was. We said 173 or 175. We didn't even care. We just kept on running. And Dennis Fisher, one heck of a motor. He kept this thing going all day, the whole year. Knock on wood again. We got it. Uh, haven't broke a motor all year. I tell you what, I could say anything I want to say. I'm tired of knocking on wood all year. Dale Ornardi has been knocking on wood all year long. Dale, your wife gets her first championship. You get your first championship as a NASCAR Crafts and Truck Series owner. How good is this guy, Ron Hornaday Jr.? Well, he's awful good. Uh, you know, we, that's the reason we've done so good. We, we ended up third last year, and we knew we had a championship shot. And we just give him everything we could this year. Napa came on board, and they did a great job with the sponsorship. Ashton Collectibles, this is one for them. They started out with us, really got us going in the truck series. And Fred Wagonalls and their company has been great. I'm just excited as I can be about it. Uh, I got a good driver. I tell you, this is one of the toughest races I ever drove. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Dale didn't drive it, but right now the only consolation is I'm ahead of Hart and Hornet and the Super Speedway right now. Let's go back up. All right, uh, Larry Naston riding along in a convertible down around the racetrack with Ron Hornaday, the 1996 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion, and Dale and Teresa Earnhardt. I bet it was kind of different for Dale sitting in the pits uh, watching the action from there and not being behind the wheel. Tell you what, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, Earnhardt's won seven championships and whatever, but when you come down to something like this and you, you can lose it, and you know you can lose it, Earnhardt or anybody else is going to be a little bit nervous. But he made the calls he needed to, and as he said, he kept Ron kind of calmed down and vice versa, and it worked out. Congratulations to both of them. Some of the other post-race awards, the Gatorade Front Runner Award goes to Ernie Irvin for leading the halfway mark, Plasticoat Winning Finish Award to the winning crew chief, Dennis Conner, and the Featherlight Trailers Long Haul Award to Jack Sprague, the winner of today's Las Vegas 420. Back at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway with TBN Radio, bringing you live coverage of the final race of the year. For the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, Jack Sprague, the winner. Ron Hornaday wins the big battle, which, of course, is the championship. Let's hear from some of the other top finishers. Eli Gold. Bill Elliott is alongside of us. We drove into this track together Friday morning. You were smiling, and you're still smiling Sunday afternoon. A great weekend for you and a great racetrack, isn't it? You know, ironic, this racetrack is so much like Michigan, it's unreal. And you know how well I love to run Michigan. And, I mean, I just adapted the racetrack right off. But when I first went out the first practice, the racetrack was real dirty, and I drove down in turn one. I just about crashed the truck, the first lap on the racetrack. But, you know, Tim and the guys kept working on the, race, on the truck and got a little bit better and a little bit better. And it was great during the race. We didn't do anything. But, it, you know, it'd run on a rail. It'd run on the bottom. It'd run on the top. It'd do what it needed to do. I don't know if you needed that last caution, though. No, I didn't need that last caution. I hated to see that coming out so bad. And, you know, I knew the 18 and Michael and all those guys would be racing me real hard. But we hung in there. Well, congratulations, Bill. A super job. Big smile from Bill Elliott. Joe Rutman is alongside. And I'll tell you something. This season kind of started off as a bit of a struggle. But down the stretch from September on, your truck has been awfully stout. Yeah, we've been, we've been galloping big time since uh, early. But uh, I'm not sure what happened to us early. But uh, late in the race, uh, she went sour on us. And. I was going to hang on to Bill, I thought, you know, but um, then I had to block uh, Michael coming. So 
I'm not sure exactly what, what took place with her, but something serious, uh, fuel line plugged or something. But uh, we didn't have anything for Sprague. He was, he was quicker than we were. But you and Bliss and, and Resendiz really did the Ford contingent proud this year in a series that was, for much of the year, dominated by Chevrolet. Well, we hope to come back and uh, maybe turn the tide a bit. Joe, good luck to you. Thank you. Joe Rutman, a strong third-place run for him today here in Las Vegas. Tough that Joe did not get to uh, visit Victory Lane this year, as he certainly hoped to. He was in position several times to win races and was taken out uh, by other drivers. But uh, hopefully he'll be back again next year to uh, come back and uh, pick up some wins for the Roush Racing Team. Well, he's had a great year, and he's, he's still a good race driver. No question about that. He'll win his share of races in the coming years. He's still got a lot of good years left. We had six lead changes today among four different drivers. Again, Brian Reffner was on the bush pole. Joe Rutman took a share up top for only one lap. Jack Sprague was a leader for a while. Ernie Irvin, then Sprague came back on lap 96. Ernie Irvin took over on lap 109, and Sprague took over for good on lap 146 to show the way the rest of the way. Well, that brings the curtain down on the year for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, and what an exciting year it has been. Barney, as you mentioned before, this is the first time uh, for you on our broadcast this year anyway. We've been all over the country from coast to coast on small tracks, on large tracks, on road courses, practically every kind of racetrack there is, and there's been some exciting racing. I think the fans have really latched on to this series. Well, apparently it's been a good show everywhere you've been. As we said, whether it's a three-eighths of a mile racetrack or whether it's a mile-and-a-half speedway like this facility is, they still do a real good job. Let's take a look at the final rundown unofficially jack sprague the winner bill elliott will finish second joe rutman third michael walter fourth dave resendez winds up fifth robbie gordon finished sixth had a great day mike skinner finished seventh kenny schrader was eighth brian reffner finished ninth ron hornaday jr wins the championship with that 10th place run rich bickle finished 11th mike bliss was 12th 13th will go to butch miller 14th to rick corelli 15th to steve park 16th to doug george 17th to jimmy hensley 18th to Bob Keselowski, and 19th to Ron Barfield. And our screen here is blanking out a little bit, so where are we in 20th? Uh, Barfield finishing 19th, so we'll have to... Uh, 20th will be Daryl Waltrip. 21st is uh, Harry Gant, 22nd Jay Sauter, 23rd Kenny Hendrick. Andy Michener comes in, tw- uh, comes in 24th with Bob Brevac in 25th. Mike Chase was 26th, John Nemechek 27th. A.J. Foyd came home 28th today. 29th was Ernie Irvin. T.J. Clark was 30th. Lance Norick 31st. Scott Lagacy 32nd. 33rd was Nathan Bucky. 34th Toby Butler. 35th was Michael Dockin. Ted Musgrave was 36th. Rob Rizzo 37th. 38th Rick Johnson. 39th Jeff Bodine. And Kenny Irwin came came in in the 40th position. So thus ends this season, but lo and behold, it's right around the corner. January 19th, we kick off the 1997 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series season. And, of course, that will take place at the Walt Disney World Speedway in Orlando, Florida. Great time of the year to be in Florida, so make your plans now to join us at Walt Disney World. Call now. Make your ticket plans. The ticket office is open or will be open on Monday and all the way through Friday. Come on down and join us at Walt Disney World. If you can't, TBN Radio will be there to bring you all the action live all throughout the 1997 season. Next week, our sister network, MRN Radio will be down at the Atlanta Motor Speedway to bring the curtain down to the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. The Napa 500 runs on Sunday afternoon. Check your local listings for the station near you. Their ticket office is open as well. Check and uh, see about ticket availability for the final race of the year for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. Well, as we come to the end of the year, we certainly want to thank all the folks who've been a part of this broadcast throughout the course of the year. And There's been numerous ones that have helped out along the way. We want to thank all of our radio stations along the way throughout the country from coast to coast that have carried our 
broadcast throughout the course of the year. And if you get a chance, call them, too, and thank them for carrying NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Racing here on TBN Radio. Our advertisers, of course, they pay the bills and make it possible. The track promoters, PR personnel, and maintenance people at all the racetracks we've traveled to throughout the year. The folks at NASCAR who have been so instrumental in making this series go and, of course, helping us to bring these broadcasts to you. And most of all, you, the fans who listen and support the advertisers and the radio affiliates and make it all work here at NASCAR Racing. We thank you for being a part of our broadcast throughout the course of the year. Today, the voices you heard, Fred Armstrong out in uh, turns one and two, Dan Hubbard in turns three and four, Eli Gold and Larry Naston patrolled the pit lane and brought you all the action from there today. Barney Hall, along with me here in the tower, congratulating the winner of today's race, Jack Sprague, and the 1996 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion, Ron Hornaday. Good afternoon, everybody, from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in Nevada. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.